everybody was like, dude, go to the channels, go smaller labels, work your way up. I was like, sure, but, you know, also nothing wrong with taking shots. You know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That is true. I just kept sending demos. That's very true. Uh, and I kept sending him until he liked one. And then here we and are. What was the name of that song? Uh, Rosan. Rosan? You're watching Fine and Dandy. Cheers. Hi, my name's Cameron, and you need to check out the Fine and Dandy podcast. You are now watching Fine and Dandy. Watch the Fine and Dandy podcast. Good shit. Hey, what's up? We're Solway, and you're watching, watching Fine, Fine and Dandy. Dandy. Hey, everyone. It's your boy, Blacasso, and you're tuning in with Fine and Dandy. You are now watching Fine and Dandy! All right, welcome back to another episode of Fine and Dandy, everybody. This is somewhere after episode 100, I stopped counting. Uh, we are back in the studio. Uh, Doofles is nice and purple today. Uh, but we do have a very special guest. Daniel, would you like to yeah, dude, no, we're very uh, honestly happy to have him on today. Getting him in was super sick. Uh, met him a few years back, and honestly, ever since, dude's been fucking killing it. Uh, got Serene Sayed in the right. What is up? You got it. Right. <laughs> I appreciate y'all having yeah. me. Dude. Also goes by uh, the DJ alias uh, Sasa, not to be confused with Sosa, Sosa. Sasha, Sasha, or, or any salsa. salsa, salsa, sauces. None of those. It's S A S A, baby. Sasa. Not because yesterday, this one girl I was gonna back to back with, she made a post about how she couldn't make it. And she was like, Sosa got it alone. I was like. I was going to correct her, but I was like, you know what? She's. I'm going to let her have <laughs> That's it. That's whenever you just don't show up. You're like, oh, I, guess, I thought Sosa was going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> it might just a little bit close. I mean, if you're going to yeah. chill back, yeah, just if you bring it a little. But yes, you, sir. Yeah, got fucking Sosa. Man's been killing it. I saw you I saw just uh, did a release recently. Yes, just came out August 11th on Matt Sassari's label. Pretty fucking happy about that. Is it Pierre? How do you say the label? It was, it's Pantera music. Pantera, that's what I was Pantier. I was thinking Pantier. I was sorry. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So it's Pantier? That's how you say it? Pantera. Yes. Pantera. Pantera. I fucked it up. <laughs> you again. Were really I'm killing wrong. it right now. Okay. <laughs> so, what, what, whose label was that again? It's Matt Sassari's label. Hell yeah, man. You, were you really excited? I'm sure you know you're Baby, still. bro, I've been a big fan for so long and it just kind of. I opened for him, and one thing led to another. I sent him some demos, and he liked it. And I was just like, dude, I didn't. I was not happy until I actually came out, because I was like, it's too good to be true. This is crazy. Because you never know. You're like, so you could fall. But that's fall, what I'm could saying. Fall through it I was not happy until like August 11th, and this was out, and I searched it, and it pulled up on everybody. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I was like, we did it. It's like everybody was like, dude, go to the channels, go smaller labels, work your way up. And I was like, sure, but. You know, also nothing wrong with taking shots. You know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That is true. I just kept sending demos. That's very true. Uh, and I kept sending him until he liked one. And then here we go. What are. was the name of that song? Uh, Rose On. Rose On. And, uh, they actually picked it for me. I suck at naming shit. Thank you, Steven. He's like the A&R for the label. He just picked this name. I was like, perfect. I was kind of yeah. wondering about that, like how people do pick the songs. Once they get to a certain level in their like discography, you've kind of used a lot of random I, shit, a lot of your I, friends' names or your dude, dogs' names. You know what I mean? So bad. 
I changed file names like it's just so terrible and then I suck on top of that. So my so if I'm making like a progressive house song, it has like a meaning. Usually the I name is somewhat hinting at the meaning or just song. The tech house when it's just like no vocals, it sounds that's when it gets like uh don't I just kinda ask my homies or if I'm just like stumble upon something go with it. But usually I just ask hey. First thing that pops in your head when you're collecting suggestions. Okay. I know, just that. a little bit. Sorry, yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I just I'll, I'll get you, I'll get you shit yeah, over yeah, the course of the time. Like it. It'll, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 it back, definitely reaches... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, guys, we got some new mic arms. I don't know if y'all can tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are super cool. Yeah, um, just want to make sure you're getting picked out so that way everyone hears, you know... Who you are, dude. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's super sick, though, that you just released that, man. Is that, like, your first official release? No, so I had one on a local label, uh, Lauderhouse. That's why, that was my first label release. That's my homie, Alice Slaughter's label. That's, like, more like a progressive melodic house thing, so I released my song Better Off Alone on that one. But as of Tech House, yeah, that was my first ever label release. It's already pretty significant. Hey, that man. That's crazy. Baby steps. It, wild. That's what I'm saying, dude. So wait, I keep telling people, I'm like, anything is possible. When was that initial label release? Uh, that was last year. Last year, almost coming. Up. So, de- so less than a like year later. That was you're, you're, was it on the same label or a different label? No, different, different label. label. So the first one was on a local Houston. Label. Oh, yeah, right, right. Or okay. a German label. Waterhouse. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what? What was the process? Did, did you kind of have? A different experience with that label to where you didn't want to work with them again or was it just like no i would i would love to work with them oh, alex has been a homie it was for me personally it was significant because he has a big part in why i became salsa to begin with oh shit so like early on i i experienced one of his sets where i remember this i was at a party and there was like it was not that many people but we were just vibing it was one of his early Lauderhouse anniversary parties and i was tripping tripping and that was like before i was djing it was just like hanging out partying and then I didn't know Alex that well, but I just knew him a little bit enough to just be hanging out with them by the booth. And I, he looked at me, he was like, I was like, dude, I'm tripping. And he was like, I right, bet. And <laughs> he goes, yeah. he goes, this set is for you, dude. And I was just like, I just was very touched by the set. And I've always clicked with them since then. Yeah. But then I kind of started DJing and a lot of other shit made me want to eventually become a DJ. But he... He's, I would say he's one of the group of people. Like everyone in Lauderhouse has been a big inspiration on why I started producing. I kind of just wanted to be a part of them. Because I just looked up to them on a personal nice. note. Nice. But I've been sending demos to Alex for like so long, but he was real with me. Even as a homie, he was like, dude, this sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he was just like, and I appreciate that because I eventually gave up and then I posted a snippet of the song I ended up releasing on it, Better Off Alone, on my Instagram story. Saw it and he was like, I think this is. Why? I was like, yo, fuck yeah. Like, finally, after all that, no, I was like, oh, this might actually, this is finally, like, and end up releasing it. Fuck yeah. For me, it was like a personal milestone. Like, yeah. Especially so since, actually, like, it grew, like you said, from, like, being a fan to the mm-hmm. being a producer. Yeah, and now we're just, like, part of this little producer family of. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, I love it because, like, Everybody else is always competing. If I we are just like generally no gatekeeping, we have a little, you know, sharing stuff, sample everything. 
full goalie, just so you know, all of us kind of go up together because that's what it's all about, right? That, that's nice because you do hear about like horror stories in the music industry. So I, it is always refreshing to have something outside of that. There is, but you just got to find your own people kind of shelter out toxicity. Mm-hmm. That's going to be there. The best you can do is learn how to navigate through it. Help, I would say without becoming a part of it or get sucked in it. That's what I've seen the most. People get lost in the sauce. <laughs> the salsa, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm Shit. Uh, you should get lost in the sauce. No, I think that's something that'll come. Like, it's something that never stops. So you got to constantly navigate. Like, it's, no matter what level you're on, it's going to be like, you got to navigate through that. Like, okay, who am I? And then what road am I trying to go down? Because there's always going to be people that are like, going to try to like step on you or, you know, have Bro, you. This is a weird, like, life. I always sometimes self-reflect. I'm like, dude, as cool and awesome as it is, Compared to like what the rest of the world's got going on, this whole music industry and just like super cool, but also just not so normal at all. Oh yeah, so it's just like its own little thing with its own little rules. It's just like different navigating. I feel like it's hella stressful because it's so cool. Everybody wants to do it. That's why it's so much competition. Yeah, it's a lot. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like the appeal to be a part of it, and I get it. I'm a part of it. It's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? But also, it took so much work to get anywhere. Just because you got to work twice, three, ten times as hard because everybody Isn't in the, the world is going to do the same yeah. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Quick note. Uh, actually, because I'm looking at the camera here, too. Just if you'll bring it down. Because yeah. I, want, I want them to see your face, too. You know, yeah. Up and then, like, closer to you. Just I look like shit. I'm tired. I've been partying for a couple of days. but <laughs> My man's been going hard. <laughs> hey, hey, honestly, though, I admire your dedication, man. You Honestly, okay, I want to give the story of, of how, actually, uh, I met Sasa here. So... It's ra- it was really random. Really so it was at actually whenever uh, Common Ground first started. You, yeah, yeah. You remember the shitty? I forgot what bar it was. Like Main Street. It was Main Street Tapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That place sucks. Dude. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I did not like, did not it, like it. it. Great memories. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Though. Some good times. <laughs> like they've done it at a couple different. You know, they changed locations a couple times now. Um, but yeah, that's like when it first started. Uh, Matt Dunner just uh, started up the Common Ground, and I, you were DJing. It was during the competition, like, when that first competition, you Dude, remember? I was terrible back then. I was like, I don't know why the fuck they let me DJ. I used to suck back then. I mean, I was okay, but I was like, that That was the time where I was hitting open decks like a crazy person. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was just, I just, just cracked, going, bro. And so, uh, he was there at the time, and uh, homie, our homie Cam, actually, he knew somebody, somebody at the time, and he was talking to her, and then she was like, yeah, dude, over here he's a dj and i was like oh shit and that's when we were gonna throw we're throwing that pool party we had one slot open anyways yeah so we had a slot open and i, I was just like hey man i know it's a long shot we have this pool party we're throwing uh we, we have one slot to fill do you want to dj and he was just hell yeah like just no no questions asked i was so happy because yeah. that was like one of my first like actual that's not an open deck kind of show yeah you know where i had the time so it was like the early days but to me it was equally exciting yeah i was like oh shit no way they asked me and that was such a cool party to remember somebody jumped off the roof and <laughs> Someone she was the right? uh, <laughs> was wild now i packed out because it, it started off a little slow you know early day but yes yeah, so it ended up kind of getting a little packed there it was, it was a good time though it was a great but time. yeah you're dedicated i've and since then man i've seen you just constantly playing whatever lineup you can bro hopping on anything uh i've seen you honestly open up for a a lot of pretty sick ass DJs, honestly. Recently. Now, dude, yeah, I saw you opened so up for uh, Floss. I saw that you opened up for Surf Mesa was, recently. Uh, Floss was wild because I was like, it was so cool because I love Floss and I love trap, but mm. as an artist, I'm stri- like mainly house. Yeah. And like now DNB, but that's a whole alias by Sasa, which I got booked for. I was like, this is so awesome. 
And then I ended up closing out after him, too. Really? But so, yeah, I opened up with House. And then since he played bass, I was like, I could play House, but Match I also have a DNB alias. So I was like, perfect way to end the trap show some grimy drum and bass. I love that. That's exactly what I did. And I was fan. like, I've never heard anybody play some like some grimy like DMBA clay. And I was like, if I'm ever gonna get away with it and people like actually enjoy it, it's right That's now. That's true. You're a real one for that. You're a real yeah, one. Yeah, and that. I was like, worst case, they don't fuck with that. I echo it out and go back to the house that I already know they like. Were you were you scheduled to go on and after, or was the after kind of like more of a No fun bless me, bro. Fun just saw how excited I was and he's the homie. He was just like, dude, you know what? I'm gonna go home. I trust you. You got this. I was like, sick, thank dude. you so much. I would appreciate that. And then I did it for me. It was like a really, it was just a crazy experience. Cause I was like, dude, plus it's like, it makes no sense, but I'm here. It's crazy. Opened up at a, a chapter and verse, right? Last yeah, night. That too. was it. Last night. That was too. fun. I love chapter and verse. And he <clears throat> actually, I'm a fan, but I've never met him. But there's one of those people where you meet him. I'm just like, I like him so much more now just because like, I love him as a person. He's, Awesome, <laughs> fucking hilarious, so friendly. Just so that's always a good thing to do whenever the DJ is like, "Yeah, dude, we're all having fun up here." Yeah, just get bro, on. he's so fun. It's it was crazy. I did not expect you that. You have a residency at uh Clay and Bauhaus because I see you play at Bauhaus not, and Clay a not lot. Not Clay. Uh, I wouldn't say residency unless Wes wants me to be a resident. <laughs> just say, I'm open to it, but Bauhaus, yes, I would say definitely. That what? Bauhaus, yeah, I would definitely. Yeah, you're a resident because I see you play there a lot. You do a lot of stuff. I appreciate them do for the opportunities for sure because they're booking like some really, really good house people that nobody else is really booking. Oh, yeah. And then like most of these people I'm genuinely a fan of. So just to being able to, you know, open for them, play with them, just become friends with them and that that whole process just very, very cool. Do they have you on so like a set day and time or you just kind of No, you just kind of, they just ask you whenever oh, they feel oh, like a show is your vibe. Oh, fuck yeah, okay. Like yeah. there's so many, they, they have multiple residents and, there's, you know, everybody has their strengths, and I could just, I could, I'm good at all genres of house, but there's some that I'm, like, better at yeah, than yeah. the others. And everybody has their own niche and brand that they're known for, so they just kind of pick and choose according to what the vibe is. You, usually, do they, they pretty much do a pretty good job about picking the line. Yeah, no, I'd say a show. lot of lines I've seen are usually pretty fucking. Yeah, their show, the curator, pretty, they put a lot of thought in it. As they should. They end up being good Stuff, shows. Uh, no shade to, to Stereo. Like, Stereo has some good shows. I think sometimes the, when the curation can do in terms of like, yeah, uh -huh. no comment yeah, no from me. You don't have to <laughs> say anything. But I'm just saying like in terms of curation, sometimes like I think they could do a little and, and you know, who they have opening and how the night flows. Because that, that's important for a vibe too, you know. Like When you're switching up stuff like that, it can really harsh like, you know, people are dancing and like whatever they're feeling at that moment, it could really. Opening slots people don't <laughs> give enough credit for because they, I feel like, I think in my opinion are way tougher to successfully pull it off compared to like if you're playing a headline spot because like look when you're a headliner there's no rules you don't gotta hold it you can do whatever the fuck you want it's your show you're the headliner course, right but as an opener yes that but you gotta finesse the fine line of like remaining true to your brand but also curating it towards the show you get what i yeah. mean yeah it's like it's a bit. It's like you want to. I think it's more best, tough, but you also <laughs> wanted the show to be at its best. Exactly. So you need like so a perfect even if that means 50. kind of molding what you do to curate the show better. Yeah, you got to meet him in the middle, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's just like once you nail that, it makes up for a great show in general because then the vibe is just right all up to the headliner. Then they do their thing. Right. I think That's also fair. also being an opening DJ is. 
I think people don't give enough credit for because honestly, you're usually the first one there. She's like a room full of, you know, it's not always the case, but sometimes, you know, it's a room full of 10 to 15 people. Ah, but that's the thing, though. People don't realize that, yes, it might not be lit, but if you're opening DJ and you're confident, I always play for empty rooms like it's a thousand people because you never know. I've come to learn. You don't fucking know who's watching. There could be two people. One of them could be a promoter somewhere. And might fuck with your set and book you for actual gig. Get what I mean? And the other one might be a CEO of a label. Like you, you never you really don't know, know dude. Who Out you're... of those fifteen people in the opening slot, Slay, there's no people. It's not lit, but the owners there, the promoters there. If they fuck with your set, they're like, dude, this guy would kill it at like one o'clock. Guess what? Guess right. what? Next show, you're not an opener anymore. And the, why? Because you're too down for like two people. And that kind of speaks to the people that. Uh, that see a small crowd and don't put their best show on. You know exactly. what I mean? Because if you're, if you're not giving your all for empty room, then in my opinion, you're kind of doing it for the cloud and attention. So it's just all your whole mindset is wrong to begin that, with. And from a promoter's perspective, how can I trust you in a packed room? Exactly. That's, that's, that's <laughs> a very fair point, actually. Man, this person don't got the energy I'm looking for. You don't if care. You're not about <laughs> it. Yeah, you're not yeah. about it. You're not you're about only it. Only about the attention. Yeah. No, dude, it's about the music. That's why I'm just like, dude, I play for myself in a selfish way, but in a good way that I'm just confident that if I'm vibing, I'm confident in my taste that I know I vibe to good shit. If I'm vibing, I know they're gonna be vibing. I don't have to look up. I just know. As long as I'm moving, they're moving. Mm. That's just my confidence in myself, which so far kind of has been working. Dude, honestly, I think. Got <clears throat> a little bit better. I think like. Been on so many lineups I've seen, like lo- locally, you know what I mean? Like Houston, dude, if there's a Houston lineup that's getting dropped, I swear nine times out of ten. It's like any any big thing, like, uh, I don't know, were you on, is it, are you on Nova? You are on Nova too, huh? Like, I'm, dude, a- any big thing that I see dropped was locals, this motherfucker. I appreciate playing, the people playing on everything. putting me on, giving me the chances. I'm just like, I genuinely, I love doing this, to be honest. And for me to be able to just do this for people, it's just, it's great. Can't ask for anything else. Yeah, what's been uh, one of your favorite moments in the past year? Like one of your favorite shows that you've you've played? So like, many, bro. Like, I know that's what I'm saying. I've seen you so I've fast. Seen I don't everything. even get tense to like process one, and then the other one is just piling up. And but dude, there have been so many. Yesterday was another one, just like hanging out with him. Then Floss, Surf Mesa, that was a big one because yeah. I genuinely, true story, he his song "I Love You" was one of the first songs that I put on my flash drive when I first started DJing house. Damn. And I found a video of me playing it for, like, one person. That person was just one of the dancers hired by the show, right? Damn. Two years ago. And then fast forward last month, I opened for him. And then randomly, it was just, like, so weird how it happened, but also so cool. Where so this one, Wes already told me. He was like, hey, I'll let you close out after him. So 8 o'clock, I went up to his tour manager. I was like, um, five minutes before, like, 7.55, I was like, hey, I don't want to bug him. He's vibing, but... I'm the closer, so if you could just, you know, let him know and do your thing. Here's my flash drive. You can plug it in. He's like, cool. We went up to him, and he comes back, and he's like, uh, dude, he kind of doesn't want to stop having fun, <laughs> and I know it's your set, and I'm so sorry, but is it okay that he continues playing? And, like, I'm a fan, and I was like, genuinely, I was like, dude, I would love to listen, you know, him for 30 more minutes, but in my head, I was like, it won't hurt to ask, so I did, and I was like, hey, but is it cool if you ask him, he might be down for maybe a back-to-back. It would be an honor for me. I'm a big fan. So he asked him, and he actually was down. He was like, fuck yeah, dude. I love back-to-back. That's sick. And his energy, I was like, oh, dude, I fucking love you. Say less. 
but plugged in. And then we just like went thirty minutes just back to back, and I just took the opportunity. I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna show him all my fucking IDs. Perfect. How many times you get? I was like, in this moment, if I don't DJ my own music, I'm fumbling as fuck. Big, like big bag fumble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why? Why would I not? This is like what I've been waiting for. All moments like this. So I did. So I showed him one of my techno songs. I was playing techno at Clay just because. Uh, it was super cool, and he, he was just like, dude, yeah, it's just a good feeling getting the validation from people you look up to, where it just, like, gives you a coffee with it. And beyond that, there's something to the risk factor of going, believing in yourself enough to go after that. Like, even if you didn't get the validation, like, he could have shot you down and said, bro, bro like, this and is trash. It is what but it like, is. But, like, you still had the ability to go after that, to say, like, because that's the thing is, is you could have taken that – Hey, bro, like, I know, like, it's your set, but, like, you he kind of wants it. You could have taken that a whole different way, but you decided to take it and, like, let me just ask for something, for that, something I that I want, then. Like, fuck it. And generally, if he said no, I honestly wouldn't even have been upset because, like, I am a fan. Right. And I was like, I mean, he's killing it. He was throwing the fuck down, dude. It threw me off how good he actually was because I've never heard him play live. I've heard his music, but, like, what his life set was compared to his music, bro, He it was crazy. Right. Everybody was like, yo, what the but fuck? But that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you took yourself so seriously that you're like, no, that's my time, that's my set, then you would have never gotten to back to back. love. The way shit. I see it, he's a guest. I'll play next week again. Right. You know? right. But if I can make sure he has a good experience, and that's and just like that's what I'm the saying. right thing it's to like do. There's a perspective in there that like it's not always not about always. what you thought you were about to get because maybe you can get some way greater right. type yeah. shit. And again, you gotta, like I said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't exactly. take. Exactly. I was like, it was, there's nothing wrong with asking. Worse, he will be like, nah, dude, he doesn't do that. I, I would have been like, bet. And, you know, not even been upset, and I would have continued vibing. Just like I was two seconds right. ago. But in my head, I was like, ask. That's cra- it was crazy. I mean, so it's crazy enough that he was down, but it's even crazier, like, that the things kind of went out, went the way that they did type shit. Dude, this happened the third time that I actually ended up back-to-back with bigger DJs by accident. First time it happened was by with accident. Amtrak. Dude, literally by accident. <laughs> First time it happened was with Amtrak. We played Bauhaus, and I was open for him, and then we just kind of vibed. And then after the show, I had an after hours at X-Pace. And then he was like, they asked him, they were like, where do you want to go? And he was like, well, wherever, wherever that guy's going. And he pointed towards me. And I was like, yo, I'm going to play this set at X-Pace. He was like, cool, I'll come vibe. But I just asked him jokingly, I was like, hey, would you be down to back-to-back? He was like, dude, I already played a set. I'm just going to vibe. I was like, cool. I was just happy he's coming. Right. And then I started playing two songs in. I got a tap on my shoulder. I look back. He's like, hey, do you mind if I plug in, dog? I was like, no. In my head, I was like, this is not That was the first <laughs> time I was like, yo. It was already freaking out that he came with me, actually. After I rushed to vibe. And I was like, the fact that he was like, hey. And then we started playing like an after hours set. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Those after, cause it, oh, man. Afters I have like a love-hate relationship with afters. Cause like it's sometimes it's like the afters are fucking sick, and then sometimes it's like, all right, I don't know why I'm here, you know? It's like, <laughs> like you just like fuck, you're feeling the vibe, and then you get there, you're like, I. It has I, to be the right, right day. Yeah, you know, yeah. but I mean? the afters can't be like that. You never know, you might catch some crazy shit at the after afters, the wild bro. fucking world, dude. Say like the wild rest of party. Yeah, really though, you might catch some crazy shit at the afters, happen. but but you never. Also, you might hit the afters, and you're like, oh fuck. Afters are fun, bro. Like, no cab. That's for the real. 
fucking partiers come up. Oh, dude, I, for sure. I mean, shit, that shit's after 2 a.m. <laughs> motherfuckers, they got shit to do the next day. Or maybe they do, and they're just uh, down to party. Down the party. It's just fun, bro. You get stuck. Yeah, no, for sure. And after our DJing, in my opinion, is tougher because you have to give people a reason to stay past their bedtime. If you suck, don't leave. Yeah. The goal for as after our DJ, the way I see it is your goal is to make sure they don't even think about what time it is. The longer you can not make them think about the time, the more it's successful after hour DJ you are. It's that casino vibe. It's like no if windows, you keep them so till you never seven, know what time yeah. it is. Yeah, if you keep them till seven, you you nailed it. Good I job. have a question. Would you say afters are like a crucial part of the scene? Like afters are like a backbone? Because like it's hard because when you think of like promoting and shit, right? You have people who want to throw like club shows, right? Then you got the motherfuckers throwing like want to throw the bigger events like festivals and shit. Or people who just want to, you know, promote like, I mean, like Brownies Eliminate. You know, they just throw shows at... The shows get lit. Oh, Brownie oh, Lemonade goes crazy, dude, bro. I want to play one of their shows dude, so bad. Maybe one they day. They do a bunch of pop-ups. Like, so they have their own lane, too. But then it's like, when you think of afters, though, you know, like, those are, like, the nitty-gritty, I feel like, at the end of the day. It's hard. It's harder to get people to come out to those, for sure. They, I, I think there will be a crucial part, because, like, I don't know. I started off as after-hour DJ, and I kind of transitioned from afters to regular club hours and also after. I mean, it's done like now, I'm just kind of yeah. Now I'm just running Star Lane, basically. Yeah, no, I was gonna ask you about that too. I saw recent. So Star Lane, is that how long has Star Lane been open? Because I don't think I've even Bro, been. Bro, that here. building has existed for I don't I wasn't even I don't even know how fucking long, right? But currently, what's happening is that the dude who used to run it before has some disagreements with the owner and just none of my business. Whatever happened, they parted ways. So when there was Nothing, nobody else doing anything. The owner was like, hey, would you want to, would you down to, like, kind of give it a shot? I was like, hell yeah. I mean, you're kind of handing me a venue. I can't, that's sick. And then I asked the other guy, I was like, is it cool if I, you know, out of respect, I was like, cool if I take over? And he was like, cool, yeah, of course. So I started doing this, and so far so good. Dude, it's been good support. So, you, so you've been, like, running Star Lane? Yeah, basically. So I know you got me, Ozzy, yeah, I made, like, so I was like, look, can't do this shit alone for sure yeah so i was like we need a team so i got two of my best friends ozzy and tanya and i was like dude look we're in the shits now we're gonna delegate <laughs> we're gonna delegate and we have a venue and let's do this and then we did it and now we're just we're going pretty well Hell yeah so you guys running like the talent management portion or everything Damn. so we just kind of yeah we just it's it's kinda like, like the wild we, west type shit we can do yeah. whatever it's like our venue without owning the venue mm. You don't own the building, but I don't own the building, but I'm running. Yeah, I, I can do whatever. Yeah, it's basically yeah, exactly. like, you got the keys, like Operation. put yeah. put the lineups together. Like, yeah. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Get Is the there music a bar, going. Like bar there. Yeah. Damn, you got to worry about that shit too. No, oh, okay. that's the beauty of it. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> he worries just about. See, the music. that's the that's the beauty of the situation okay. where I don't I get all the good stuff without having to worry about all the other liability stuff because one that's none of my business. Second is being handled. So we're back to one. It's none of my business. <laughs> you know what I mean? So are you strictly only doing afters right now? Nope. I'm doing whatever. Just whatever, whenever? I will buy house for main hours. And the afters, I'm like running it. But the goal is like, we call it Saucy and Friends. Yeah, I saw it. Because I don't want to, I don't want to just, you know, I want to DJ, but also it's about giving other people an opportunity. Because a lot of people I've come to notice are great DJs. But just DJing in front of people is a whole different experience where anxiety, nerves, the whole Several factors that kind of play into it. Yeah. So after like doing it like that, I want to put homies on to get them comfortable so that they can 
when they get the opportunity for like actual shows, they, they nail it. You know I what I mean? That. And just like giving people an opportunity just to hang out, just vibe. You never know who's there. Sometimes like everybody pulls up. You never know. It's a promoter, club owner. I got a. I initially got booked at Bauhaus through I think Star Lane. One of the reasons probably because one of the owners ended up at Star Lane when I was DJing, and I played one of my IDs, and he came up and he was like, "Yo, what song is this?" And I was like, "What's well, my song?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, fuck yeah, and we kind of bonded. And then that was like, so that was one of the brothers, Raz. And then I met Sammy and another one, and they gave me my first shot at a Thursday on the patio, which is, I think it was around the same time last year, right now. Damn. The first time I played, and then, and he's never. So he's like, I gotta <laughs> keep going now. So I've heard yeah. you say a couple times that you're saying that's my song. So obviously, you make music as well as DJ. Mm -hmm. Were you making music before you s ever started DJing, or was it something no. you learned along the process of DJing? No, along the process of DJing. Because I started DJing, and it was fun, but I came to a point where, you know how people say DJs don't really do a lot? It's not not true. In a sense that DJs do a lot, but also, I personally felt, to be better way to put this, I personally felt that I'm not putting enough of myself in this process where i'm essentially playing other people's music so i'm just kind of pressing buttons so i was like the whole reason why i started downloading ableton kind of started looking into it more seriously was because i was like okay i want to be i want to put more into this you know make it more authentic and then production just kind of sounded something that i'll be interested in so i was like you know it's worth a shot might as well so i started taking classes with this dude named saeed he goes by SJPJ Beats, phenomenal producer out of Houston, super nice guy. But I, you know how you go on YouTube, but you get beginner videos. But I was at a point where I was like, I needed somebody to hold my fucking finger and tell me A, B, and fucking C. <laughs> That's and I was like, you don't get that on YouTube. You don't, yeah. And I was like, I don't want to just tell people that and look stupid either. So I was like, it's a very tricky situation. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I trust safe. So I told him, I was like, look, dude, like, teach me. No, please. And we, I started taking like weekly Zoom lessons with him every Tuesday. Did that for a couple months until I got the hang of it enough that I could now go off of YouTube on my own. And, you know, after that, there's like, you know, I just found a bunch of people on Instagram. We have good tutorial videos. And then you just kind of just practice. You just kind of fuck around. Shout out to Big Bro over there. What, what you said is SJPJ? SJPJ, dude. dude super like, nice guy. Not everybody gets a men's whore that's willing to do that's shit That's what like I'm that. saying, you know what dude. I mean? people, like, people are very gatekeepy lately. I've, like, I've always noticed that, but people don't want to really share the secrets. Mm -hmm. Like they don't, They'll give you stuff, but they, they, they won't really give you all the stuff. Right. Type Buy shit. you lunch, but not tell you how to get the money. Yeah, and just like... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but it shouldn't be like that, because it's music. It's all about love and community. Why gatekeep? You know? Yeah. It's art. There's no right or wrong. There's just, it's all vibes. Nah, dude, that's what, I'm, uh, that's what I love, man. Like, I think if more people, like, we're just like, dude, we're doing this for the love of it. We want people to come out. That's what, what we want, right? That's what we. I think most of us want. I just want to have we fun, We want people dude. to come <laughs> out and fucking yeah. dance and have a good time and just see everyone fucking. You want, like, for me, it's like when you're throwing a show, right? You throw it because you want your homies to be able to perform. You want the people to come out and be like, oh, my God, who was that artist? You're like, dude, that's my fucking homie. And they're like, exactly. dude, that's me. <laughs> I, have a, I have a craft I'm proud of. I have homies that I'm proud of that have crafts. I just want to showcase them for people. And I know you all have a good time. This is a win-win situation. Exactly. Yeah. No? So I have a question for you, I think. 
All right, so I gotta bring this up. I think you might get a kick out of this. So this man made a post on Facebook. It was about the <laughs> it was the D, the DJ post, right? Uh, Which would probably say I've been pretty good about it this past month. I learned my fucking trolling. lesson. Last <laughs> People month. getting on his ass though. People getting on his ass. Bro, last time I accidentally got way out of hand. I I just say shit not really meaning anything. I'm just I just got super high and I just have a twisted sense of humor sometimes. I think some things are funny. Sometimes they are. Some he didn't. Yeah, no, I don't he, think that's anything wrong. There was one point where happened. he was saying like he's like all the DJs who don't produce basically like basically like what was the exact? <laughs> I forgot. It was funny though. <laughs> but no, no. And then it was. It, it was, was hilarious. Exactly. When I posted yeah. it, it's all funny. Every time it's fucked up, but it's also funny. But it was funny. It was but it's funny. also it's like also he like did have a point. It's like okay, if you do. DJ without producing, you can't really. Like, it's like you're good, but yeah, only it seems to like the you're, extent. You're creating a ceiling for yourself. You know why it got out of hand? My opinion, and this might also get out of hand. But well, not if you don't say it. Got out of hand. <laughs> it got out of hand because was that wrong though? Not necessarily. No. <laughs> to a degree. Look, don't get me wrong. Yeah, DJing point. is a skill. It's an art form in itself, and I think it should be. You know, cook this cook. man. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I it, think should it should be appreciated for the art form it is, <coughs> but to say that, like, that, like all, the, all the, you know, if you're not, pr- like, there's a bunch of DJs, like, you could count, you can't even count the number of DJs there are. Bro, you spit in there, it lands on a DJ now, dog. It's just so many people are DJing, but you know why? Because, like I said, it's a skill, and I respect it. I am a DJ, of course I fucking respect it, I love it. But also, that's why I know how easy it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so that's kind of what I was going to get into, is, is that, like, it's, it's... Much harder, much harder for someone that's not a DJ or even is a DJ that doesn't create their own music to look at that in offense. But if you are in are the shits in. and you do under, like you said, like if you are in the shit, you do understand the depth of, that you can create for yourself. And you said you could personalize your own set by cr- putting your own music in there. Like, shouldn't, shouldn't you of all people, all people get to say shit like, like that? that? You know what I mean? Like, the way I see it, back in the day when, you know, there was DJs were, like, DJing with, like, vinyls, like, the actual right. DJ. You had to find something find on something. the spot. That's yeah. different. All fucking day, equal to a producer any day, probably even a little bit more, because that shit's tougher than a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But times have changed. You don't do that anymore. Thing now is very, like, they got all the training wheels. It's like guitar here. All you got to do is match the lines, essentially. Mm. Like, it is what it is still, again... Craft all the other good stuff, but it could be all the good stuff while also fucking being easy. Mm. Is all I'm yeah, saying. I mean, right. It's just like the, uh, the the argument, like, oh, you you sync. It's like they put it there for a reason, for a reason. but it's like but people like, want to hate because now it makes I the mean, job easier, you know. Yeah. But, but people also, are mad there's at nothing it. wrong with sync. There's a, I don't use it personally, but also <laughs> I I joke, but I don't mean it because I don't really hate on sync because it's a tool. If you want to use it, it's there to That's use. That's what I'm saying. Right? But people are mad because it makes it easier, it. you know? If it makes for a better set. But again, that, that part. Though. I would much rather press sync on my own song. That's all I'm saying. That part though. That that's what that's what it becomes is just like if there if there <laughs> is a ceiling to pressing buttons and selecting songs, then the only way to break through that ceiling is to add a song to that selection that nobody else has. Of course, <laughs> exactly. That, that's the whole thing about see you hear my sets? I will always at least play one song that doesn't exist anywhere in the fucking universe except my goddamn flash drive. And the only place you can hear it is wherever the fuck I'm playing is that. Is that my set? Up. Yeah. <clears throat> is that my set? That's why people keep coming because I keep making new shit that doesn't exist. Mm. So it's just like, well, what's and he going to have this time? finding a way time? to mash that new shit in with exactly. other already existing I promoted on my stories a little bit 
splitting up to the set, and then I just don't tell them when it's gonna happen. I just tell them it's gonna happen. Mm. Like last night, I posted about I just made it randomly. I was bored at work. I made like the you know. Have you heard "Atmosphere" by Fisher, the new song? I haven't. I listened to it. Great song. So I made Perfect. I made an edit, and I just posted it, and I was like, "Yo, I'm finna play a chapter and oh, verse." Oh, so you made an edit already? Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And then I played it recently. Yeah, it was like within the last week. Oh, okay. yeah. So I just made one yesterday. It's a rough one, but I was like, it's playable, mm-hmm. right? So I just played it randomly, and people were watching for it. So the moment like the vocals came on, everybody was like, "Hey!" And it just kind of worked out pretty well. It sounded pretty good. I was pretty happy with it. I'm gonna work on it more and actually like, release like a little. That's part of the like, fun too. You know what I mean? It's not all the way done, but you're like, "Hey, let's see how people are vibing to this." And then you could always make edits later to it. The you thing know? is. If you make, if you already have like good professional sound of music, uh, people already know you you can make that, right? So when you test out stuff that's like ready but not all the way there, so even if it's like a little, not a hundred percent, people will let it slide, and you can get like a little good feedback real time of like, is it hitting? Do I gotta change something? You know what I mean? You can just hear it. It's like a club test. Yeah, and especially yeah, you tell them you're like, hey guys, I've been working on this. And thing. say if it sounds super terrible. When in doubt, echo that shit fucking out. <laughs> simple. <laughs> so simple. Yeah, there's, he's giving you the secret sauce. <laughs> that, 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 that's the DJing part, bro. You know what I mean? Just like have like a backup song ready and just your hand on the dub echo and spin back, boom, nothing even happens. Yeah, and you don't have to worry. You can just tell the moment the kick comes in, you know if it's going to sound off or not. Within the first four bars, you know if you fucked up somewhere <laughs> in the production process or not. But the thing is, too, is like, there's gonna be people in the crowd for sure that like there's always those people who are like very critical you know but always gonna be yeah haters. but then there's gonna be the most people who like don't even notice but also they don't even notice the critical shit. people I, mean, I love because every time they critique it's cool it's not it doesn't feel the best but also it's cool it's critique I take it with an open open mind yeah. Yeah. but the times that they're like yo it just feels ten times better you know what I mean because oh, yeah. they've been hating but then there's like something they like you're like oh dude I actually, I did this time yeah it's yeah. like that the hater is like yo you know what I mean? That one positive. I'm not necessarily a hater. Other. Yeah, no. But like people like who are like elitist. Yeah, yeah. In a way. <laughs> dude, no, I know what he's talking about. I know what I know what you're talking about. I know what he's talking about too, but I was like, what? Dude, that's a strange analogy. I like it though. It is the elite. It is the elite. It's just like, man, I have I could I could talk all day about the I'm partially not like super elitist. Like I love all like I'll listen to fucking anything. But there are some stuff I'm just like, that is like the most cookie cutter ass. You, yeah, have you ever done that before though? You like listen to a track, like that's the most cookie cutter, like just like this, simplest this drop you. Oh out. yeah, it's like, good and bad music. But again, the way I see, it, there's there's good and bad, but not really good and bad because it's art and it's subjective. It's mm. just subjective to your opinion. So what sounds bad to me, what is to say, it's you know it might sound really good to fuck. It might be a banger to you. Yeah, but see, I'm not more on the elitist like in where it's like, oh, that's good or that's bad. I'm more on, like, the fact, like, I feel like if it's soulless, if I feel like you're just, like... You're like, I'm just disappointed in you. Like, it just feels like... It's, not, it's just, like, you feel like you just... They put it out just because they're like, I know this is just whatever. Like, I could just throw something together. Like, it didn't... Which, I don't... You know, don't get me wrong. Whatever. Sometimes, for some people, if it pays the fucking bills, by all means, do it. But then, for some people, it's like... For, I'm like, all right, that was... You knew that build up and that drop. It was gonna be... It's gonna work, but it wasn't. I mean, I've, I've high-passed it. Ah, oh, shit. That's like when, like... I sometimes have a tendency to get super carried away, and I would just kind of say or announce stuff a little earlier. Then you're like, I gotta finish this up, and yeah. But it's also for me because I'm like, when I know I'm gonna procrastinate like a motherfucker, I kind of put myself in a corner. I just announce that I'm gonna do this, and I kind of have to. That's fair. So I'll just be like, hey, I'm gonna play this edit at this show. 
I got, say, a week to that show. I got to fucking figure the fuck out. Because now people are expecting it. You know what I mean? That's fair. And so sometimes I rush it and I stumble upon gold. Sometimes not so much. But you know what I mean? I think it's a part of learning the craft, too, though. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you're kind of pushing yourself a little bit there. Nobody's perfect, bro. You're not a fucking robot. I feel like just mistakes make a perfect artist. Because, like, you know, if you've shown people that you can mix, like, you can DJ a proper, like, professional 100% perfect set. Right? But also, you're human. So if you're live mixing, mistakes might happen. Especially with DJing, the way I see it, it's not about how you fuck up. It's about how you unfuck it. That's fair. Because like, that's mean, another skill in itself. Yeah, I make yeah. mistakes all day. I'm usually so stoned. But guess what? The thing is, nobody hears them but me. That's, that's the craft. But I think sometimes there are some like mistakes that some people hear. And they're like, okay, that motherfucker is actually mixing up there. You but know what I mean? Sometimes you can like, make the mistakes literally work in your favor. And it just works out better than if you never fucked up at all. It's about taking risks. Do sometimes trust your gut. Sometimes it won't work, sometimes it will. And again, just master the art of getting yourself out of a situation where you fuck up. Then you'll be more open to taking risks. Since it's in a creative aspect of risk-taking, with risk is high reward, you might stumble upon some crazy creative shit that nobody ever thought of. You didn't even think of it. It just kind of happened moment in that moment. Just because you took a weird risk that you thought might not work, it wasn't. But you don't you know, know on until paper you're there. doesn't make sense. But shit, fuck around, and find out. Yeah, you don't know until you're actually there in that moment. I'm just yeah, I do that all the time. I'm just really really good at like, if this doesn't work, before I do it, I'm like I always assume it's not gonna work. If it doesn't, what am I doing? You know, what's the backup plan? I always have that on the ready. So when I take a risk like that or I play something, I'm like, I don't know if it's not gonna work. It might work. I always have a plan B that I know for sure it's gonna work in case the first one doesn't. Yeah, that's fair. And just about, like, only I realized that I made a mistake, but the, it's just about how you play it off. The crowd continues, but they don't even know what the fuck happened. That's, yeah. Uh, Sometimes uh, people standing real close to me, DJs are seeing, they're like, we saw it, but we didn't hear it. That's the cool part. That is what you got. That's, that's what you want. Your craft. Than, yeah, that's yeah, what you want. want. Yeah. You know like, okay, I saw I that saw you kind of, like, did some shit, but, like, I didn't even know because you, exactly. were, you were so quick with it that, like, I would have never even told, uh, couldn't have even told in the first place. But you made a little mistake with yourself, and you learned not to do it again, so next time, you know what I mean? Better even the next time, yeah. You're better the next time. Not what you wanted without ruining anybody's vibe. Nobody even noticed. All right, I have another question, actually, that I, I was thinking about. So, I'm sure you saw this, too. So, there was a post saying, like, they feel like the Houston rave scene is, like, dying, Right. It's not right now. I know, I know. I'm thriving out here, baby. I think in different ways, though. So, since you also do Star Lane, right? And you do the Sazi and Friends there, but you also play at places like Bauhaus and Clay. Why do you think someone would say that the rave scene is dying? Do you think it's maybe just because of, like, certain venues play just certain types of music? Do you think it's the music that's being played or the culture built around that, like, the venue, per se? Because Sazi and Friends, would you say you get a still pretty decent turnout? Like, do you think, like, it's still always pretty solid for the most part? Well, it's because I feel like Houston, in my opinion, has got a bad rep for being toxic, which <clears throat> is true and also not. It's overhyped. Like, it is, but, like, so is everything, dude. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Every scene, it's, gonna, it's just going to be like that. But also, what kind of flies under the radar if, like, all the parts that are not toxic, all of us, I'm not toxic. All my homies are. We're doing our thing out here. You know why we're so successful? Because we're not being toxic to each other. We're, like... Friendly competition, but we're not really competing. 
people. It's like all homies do is all love. Yeah, no. you know what I mean. It's just big anyway. enough for all of us to literally eat. Say That's like how I feel. all the after hours and all the clubs are filled to capacity. Guess what? There's still gonna be motherfuckers left in the city. <laughs> Why are we competing? Yeah, we will always eat more if we just stop. Fighting, bro. That's what I've been trying to put me. I'm like, dude, why are we fighting? We live in one of the biggest cities in America. Use it to our advantage. So many motherfuckers. Let's build together. There's people yeah. everywhere. 100%. We will run out of room before we run out of fucking people to party with. There's always been like, whenever you see someone trying to step on someone's head to get ahead, it, there is a, there's a level of doubt in themselves that you see in it's that moment. It's like, you had to go this route, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you had to, like, shit on somebody for your art to mean something like that's pretty fucked up in my opinion like i don't i mean even if you are successful and you find success through that it's how it's hard to say because people people are different so i personally wouldn't be able to sleep at night if that was the person that i was that the only reason i ever found success in anything i did was because i made sure nobody else didn't like that's a that's weird a, person, but some people love to be uh, that people, that person. It's so a I don't, pride I don't know. thing, dude. It unfortunately really is because I'm just like, it's like a personal thing where only that person gains anything from being else. But I'm like the way I see it, all of us should just elevate together. Cause like, I'm gonna be bored up there alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Take all the homies with me. Gonna be fucked up. We're all gonna fucking join the shits together, bro. And like. As a team and as a family and a community, you always tend to be more successful if you all play along. All have more fun, we all have less drama, we're not fighting, because who gives a shit? If you have more people that night, I don't. Good for you, you're still in the family, right? Yeah. Right. Or just like, hey. I'll get next weekend or the one after that. Who gives a <laughs> shit? I'm having fun. That's, just, that's just the only thing that should matter. Exactly. I had a good night. Everything else, something goes. Yeah, I, I, I promote shit that I don't even do sometimes. <laughs> Uh, uh, sorry, pause real quick. We're getting a dog attack. Oh, that's okay. She's the sweetest. She's tired. They want to be on the podcast too, motherfuckers. Yeah, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but fucking, uh, it is it is tough because it's harder and harder to walk that line. The more people that you meet that don't subscribe to that mentality. It's harder and harder to put your like your team first whenever other people are showing you or telling you on a daily basis. No, dude, you got to figure you got to worry about yourself. You got to get yourself figured. It's like, no, I think I'm going to be OK if I worry about other people, too. <laughs> like, I mean, you got to, bro. It's like. <laughs> got to have at least like a base level empathy. Personally, not. <clears throat> but. Like, I personally love Houston and the Houston scene. Houston fucking adopted me. I'm not fucking from here, bro. I came here, like, 2017 from fucking Pakistan. Dude, that's crazy. My, my it's just, my, like, my, my whole life has been so <clears throat> it's been so weird. My homie <laughs> like, Ali uh, came uh, from Pakistan. Like, was uh, it, like, 2018 or 20s? No, no, no. He came a little bit earlier. He came, like, uh, seven, eight years ago. Wait, that might be, no. That's around that the, time. A little bit before. <laughs> yeah, no, he's from Pakistan, too. He just got a citizenship, actually. Crazy. He just got his U.S. citizenship. Okay, you know, I was so yeah. that's why I got super lucky. Is so I was born in Chicago, oh, but shit. I was like two year old little baby when my family that's where he moved lives back. Now. That's fucking that's so nuts. crazy. It's weird, yeah, that's dude. Crazy. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. So I've moved back to Pakistan, and then I kind of grew up there. So I ended up having dual citizenship. Oh, that's but like, cool. so wow. everybody, yeah, everybody wants to come here, of course. See why? 
I'm living the dream. Oh, wait, you were born but in Chicago, and you, yeah. you, how, what, what age did so you? I was like two back? years old when my family moved back. Oh shit! And it's like, so I just grew up in Pakistan, but unlike everybody else who has to wait, like it's like a long, like fifteen, twenty year process. Yo. And after that wait period, you all you get is an interview. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just fucked, dude. It's so fucked. But so everybody wants to wants to get out of there, and get the opportunity. I didn't have to wait that. I just had to buy a plane ticket. I didn't need a visa. You know, I had dual citizenship. I can go back and forth, just hop on a plane. So I didn't really know, like, how what that meant until I was there. <clears throat> and I was like, dude, you only have so many options in Pakistan where you can be, like, maybe one out of four or five things, really. And it's just like, you could be a doctor, you could be an engineer, you could be a banker, you could do this or that. But that's it. Over here, for example, you can do whatever the fuck you want, mm. literally. Right? Yeah. That's the American dream that people chase. And so I was there, and I was like, dude, I'm smart enough to, like, do whatever I want, but it's just like, what do I want to do? I don't fucking know. Right. And my dad made me realize, he was like, well, the, the option is there. I was like, oh, I never, all my life, never really thought about that. And then, like, a couple of weeks later, I was just like, full send it. And I was just here. Because I was like, I always wanted to do something for myself, because I kind of, like, just lived in my dad's shadow my entire life. And I was like, I hadn't worked a day in my life, nothing, dude. I was like, not motivated in Pakistan, nothing, doing nothing. I had nothing going on for me. Mm. So I was like, look, again, I'm one of those people that I would just procrastinate for a lifetime until sometimes I got to put myself in a box. Yeah. In this situation, the box where I just kind of moved out of the country came to like the one place I was like, I don't know nobody. I don't nobody knows me. Blank state. Let's figure the fuck out. Would you say it's like you, you <coughs> work better under pressure so you find yourself putting yourself into pressure-filled situations? It's situational. It depends, yes. Gotcha. Sometimes you just kind of just serves as motivation. stuff. How you I came here, I did not speak English like this. I mean, I, I had the vocabulary, but what com- what's coming out now, this is not. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, is like, this is like two years old, maybe. kind of surprised myself. Cause I had like a thick like accent. It took me a while to finish sentences. And just like kind of the only thing I did differently, I feel like that most people that come here is that they come here and then they seek the similar environment as they left, except here. Fuck you, come here, stay home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the way, when I came here, the way I saw it, I was like, okay, look, I love my people, I love my country, and I'm very proud that I'm from there. But I gave you motherfuckers like 21 years of my life, right? What the fuck? I'm gonna go experience what else is out there to offer. Especially in Houston, I realized there's so much diversity. It's like a buffet of people. Oh, dude. <laughs> That's a weird <laughs> you know point. I mean? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like, not, like, not, not, it came a little no. fucked no, up. No, like, you're not, right. Not, <laughs> in a wholesome way. In a, in a wholesome way. It's just like, and for me, I'm a, I'm a curious motherfucker. So to me, that was just like a buffet of experiences. To put it that no, way. 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what I did. I just made friends with everybody. The only people I probably still don't really hang out with is my own people. No hate against them. Just like fucks with them a little bit more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like I was born here for a reason. Like I, tr- <laughs> See, I tried the crab legs. I'm never going back. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. So like, um, did your family live here when you were born or were they? Yeah. Okay. So both of my parents are doctors, so they were doing their residency here. Oh. And then they finished their training and they could have chose to stay here, but we were, you know, our culture is very family oriented. Yeah. For them, being away from family was thing i don't i mean i love my family but i'm big chilling it's as not as see. tough for you <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm proud like i made a life for myself amongst all i didn't know i was gonna fucking this was not the plan i'm fucking i really just came here the whole entire plan was i want to find something that i want to do because mm. i'm like dude i know i can do several things 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Anything I put in my mind, I can do it. Whatever that might be. So I came here and I just did a bunch of random shit. From like selling cell phones to like Uber driving to like fucking I even worked at like a, a cryotherapy place. Oh shit. For a little bit. Like I said, all sorts of random shit. I was manager for Pizza Hut for a little while. <laughs> That's my first job. Hell yeah. That's hey, where yeah, like first I American learned. job, manager of Pizza Hut. Dude, that was a I whole story in itself sure. where I just walked over to the closest Pizza Hut and I was just like, hey, I just got here. I've never worked a day in my life. And as a 21-year-old in America, that's weird. Bro, I get that now. having that interview as the hiring manager. But Somebody watched She hired me on spot, though. Shout out to fucking Erica, bro, if she ever sees this. Let's go. <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> Erica. I was, all I said to her, I was like, hey, this is my situation in broken English. But I was like, I'm willing to learn, though. She was like, don't know why, but I fucked with you. <laughs> she hired me. And then she taught me from everything. Like, bro, it was so stupid. Like, I genuinely, truly, I'm not exaggerating, did not know how to hold a broom. So I held this so wrong that everybody fucking made so much fun of me. And I just, just like, dude, like, when I say I've just, yeah, just like That's that, you awesome. motherfuckers. That's awesome. <laughs> but they taught me, and then I started off literally cleaning toilets because I didn't give a fuck. I was like, look, when I full send it by myself, that means starting from the literal bottom so whatever to do whatever i in pakistan grew up spoiled as a motherfucker dude like it's a whole different life out there and my parents are doctors so it's just like i grew up spoiled as fuck but for me to just say actually do what i told myself i'm gonna do surprised myself i was like shit bro this sucks but we doing it (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like that did end up making me into a person i am because when i came here i was just Uh, that shit builds not motivated i was spoiled i hadn't done shit bro I've not made a single penny for my fucking self in my goddamn life. Nothing, dude. Just bullshitting my way through life just because, you know, when I came here, I started cleaning toilets. I was manager in like seven months. That's how I was just like That's pretty sick. little full scent. Erica I don't know really how, but it just kind of happened. And then Erica taught me a bunch of shit from like how to sweep, to speak. And then I always want to hang around new people, even at school. I was going to Lone Star. I still am. Just took a little break because I was like, I can't juggle music. My day job and also school successfully. I could do it, but like, a lot. I would, a lot. you know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, look, music wise, as an artist, I accidentally, I wouldn't say accident, I'm just, I would say, luckily, fortunately, I'm getting the opportunities that are just like very unlikely to happen, but are like literally once in a lifetime situations. But I'm like, school would be there two years, like next year even. The, this. Might not if I don't do this right now and see where the fuck it goes. Yeah. And I'm like, best case scenario really is that this fucking works out. And then, you know, we're out here. And that's what I can do as a career. That's the whole point. Yeah. Cool, I am going, yes. But again, that's one of those things where, like, I can do it. I'm going to do it as a backup plan because I'm not stupid and just putting all my eggs in, like, this very, like, (laughs) unstable music thing. It's working out right now, sure. I don't know if I'm going to have a gig next week. You know what I mean? Like, I probably will, but, like, I, I don't know <laughs> that for sure. That's fair, yeah. I will, but, again, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, anything could happen. So it's very, like, I'm very blessed how it's going. I'm very happy. And, again, best case scenario, it works out, and I won't have to need that plan B. But also, if it doesn't, it's just going to ha- be real good to at least have that pushy corporate 9 to 5 bullshit, you know, yeah. backup plan. It is what true. it is, yeah. I mean. And I can still, I would never stop the music part. I genuinely enjoy it not to get anywhere for anything that part is really so i could just continue to do this for the rest of my life and also pay my bills right that's the whole mindset of me getting somewhere means for me to literally not get rich but be comfortably making enough money that i'm not worried about bills off of music 
This is all I can do just my entire life, and I'll be fucking happy. I think personally, it does take a certain level of sociopath to want more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I mean, like, it's nice. Like I'll be a hypocrite to say that you know all the stuff that comes with being a more known or popular is not nice. It's fucking great. I love everybody. Lo- I'm a human. Right. Everybody loves the attention. That's fair. I don't. I sometimes. I mean, it, it's overwhelming, but also like it's fantastic. I've never gotten attention for shit in my entire life. This is fan. This is great. This is like, like I said, living the dream. But take that all away. Would I stop the music part? Fuck no. Right. You get what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, shit. This is nice. You love. You fucking. But that's the not the. Know? That's not the motivation behind. It. Yeah. That's not why you do it. But people who are like, no, I'm not, bro. I mean, the people who are like, we don't enjoy. It. No, yes, you do. Of course you do. Unless you're a crazy person, doesn't like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, any normal person would. It's not, and you work for it, so like, fuck it, enjoy it. Right. Deserve it. That's why you're getting it, right? Yeah. You put in all that. Like I said, all these people are stupid having something or anybody up for that matter, because you're obviously doing something right. You convince this group of people to be behind or just support whatever the fuck you got going on. To a degree. Exactly. Unless you're 6'9". To a degree. Unless you just have a bunch of crazy people <laughs> to the party. <laughs> talking about like just... It goes both ways. It really does. Though. <laughs> uh, talking about your success and your love of the game too. So, like Sazi and friends, right? So you got Sasa. Going back Go to back what you were saying too about your... Uh, you got your DMB alias. That's Sazi, right? Mm-hmm. Sazi's your DMB alias? So yes, Sasa and Ozzy push together. So, so it's so both of y'all. Both of us. No, Ozzy, you said... Ozzy's my best friend, yeah. that y'all are doing the uh, Star Lane shit together. Yeah. And then you said Tanya was the other one that, that's helping mm-hmm. you, too. That's fucking sick. So y'all do the drum and bass alias together. The Sazi. Yeah, so I, he's I, a rhythm artist on his own, solo. Oh, shit. And then I'm literally the opposite. That's funny, yeah. A house. Melodic house. And house is everything like boots and cats. But also, the middle ground for us... I do love bass. I never said I didn't. People assume just because I don't DJ or am a house guy, I would just hate... I make jokes about it because it's hilarious because they get all upset every time you say something anti-bass. Fucking funny. I don't mean it. I'm always at all rhythm shows front and fucking center, bro. You got me fucked up. I love that shit. (laughs) That's why I say because I'm like, dude, my actions speak louder than the words. I'm literally in the pits, bro. Who the fuck's going to say I don't like bass music? Obviously, everything's a joke. The more you get upset, the more I'm going to say it. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, I think a lot of those people are. But I love bass. I started off as a dubstep guy. Dude, I think I remember, dude, when I first met you, too, you were like, I'll, I'll spend anything. You're like, I'll spend it all. I don't give a fuck. I was one like, of those. I was like, a, just like, I call them DJ sluts, bro. I'll do everything. Yeah, like, I'll give a fuck. I'll spend it all. You're like, I'll spend <laughs> dust, I'll spend house. I'll do it. Dude. Hey, bro, bro. <laughs> man. Hey, just please give me an opportunity, and I swear I'll <laughs> fucking please put suck. some shit on. I'm glad you're doing drum and bass, though, too. Y- y'all have that, that alien. <coughs> I fucking, I love drum and bass. There's I recently found my love. I accidentally stumbled upon those. Probably seen the the UK All Star DMB Boiler Room sets. Yeah, I haven't seen the those. No. First one I stumbled upon was Bo. I was like, "What the actual goddamn fuck is this?" I was like, "Cause I heard DMB, but I think I heard the wrong kind where it did not fascinate me." <laughs> There's so like, much. It's so much. It threw me off. Exactly. It, yeah, it yeah. threw me off. But when I heard that motherfucker, I was like, "Dude, this is right the fuck up my motherfucking alley." Say less. I was like, let's see if I can produce it. Because I made a rule when I searched the house where I was like, all right, for full authenticity, only going to DJ genres that I Doesn't mean that I actively drop songs. As long as I at least have one song out in that genre, I will tell myself that it's okay to DJ the genre. Right. Right. So it started off at Tech House, now it's Progressive House, now it's all caught in the house. Also, when I stumbled, when I really started getting to DMB, I was like, let me see if I can make a song. 
So I did. And put it out. And it's fucking great. And I accidentally made that too. I was actually kind of just like fucking around. I was like, I want to make something bass. It wasn't necessarily B&B. I was like, might be dubstep. Let's see where this goes. So I made like the synths or like the bass line basically dubstepy. But then like my house brain just made the drums a little faster. So it started sounding like more drum and bass. And I was like, set it a little bit more. Let's see how this goes. It started more like DNB, so I went back and now rearranged the song to make it more drum and bass on purpose. And yeah, it came out pretty nice. I'm gonna make more. I was kinda like, got fully lost into like making recording salsa, the house thing. Cause that was just like a fun little thing, but I just kinda put it out just because. You know, like now that it's it for me, now I, can know, now I know I can do it. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So I went back to just the house stuff until we made this alias. And now I'm gonna, yeah. After I was just waiting till this roll song comes out, and now I'm pro- the next song probably is probably gonna be me and Ozzy. Probably gonna be. So with running Star Lane, doing Sazi and Friends, running your own saucy stuff, how do you prevent from stretching yourself too thin? Dude, he said that's a great bro. question actually said, i've been trying to figure uh, that out i'm like always fucking tired i can sleep right now <laughs> literally uh but it's just like what keeps me going really is that luckily for me every time i don't sleep some good shit that wasn't happening or you know what i mean i'm like dude every time i sleep like an L for me. You're just in a constant <laughs> state of FOMO. Yeah, so I'm just like, exactly. But it's like, it just drives me. But like, kind of just got accustomed to being tired. I just don't want to like, sleep. Fuck it, I'll figure it I, out. I later. was sleep, but like, not as much as I should. Super unhealthy. And I gave myself to like, I'm 30. Continue doing this if I can. But after them, chilling, fuck out. How old are you right, girl, right now? Just turned. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right there with you, bro. It's just well, just three more right years you, yeah. to to, uh, to live up, it up. Man. Don't remind me. Don't don't remind me. He's like, <laughs> he's like hey man, you still <laughs> got fucking. I'm stuck in a constant state of. Dude, I still remember this. No, I feel that. I still <laughs> remember this Thrasher video, or uh, I don't remember how, like, what the scenario was, but it was some dudes tr- trying to get a clip, and some some dude came outside his trailer. He's like, "Yo, what the fuck are y'all doing?" He's like, "You guys want a beer?" <laughs> <laughs> And so they got to talking about okay, the shit, and it ended up he was like, tell, he ended up telling him that he was with Thrasher and shit, and he's like, oh, I fucking love it, dude. I'll get a whole yeah, case out here, bro. Out. And he's like, no, 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 we'll we'll just take the take one and we'll go. Uh, we don't we don't want to make this a whole thing. We're trying to get this clip. Can we fuck up your rail though? <laughs> and so, I, I I don't know. I I feel like there is like this level of like kind of going balls to the wall saying fuck it like i'm gonna go for it type shit but then there's also also those moments where you like you have to say like actually sir i don't need a full case right now (laughs) actually sir i am gonna get my clip and go (laughs) you gotta know your limits like there's full sending but then there's being stupid and the smart full sending i mean right don't full send yourself like this that balance like i seem like i'm just wilding it all the time which i am but also I I don't sleep as much, like, at once, but I still kind of try to get six to eight hours. Naps throughout the in day. In naps, at least. Like, I time it. Like, I'm just lucky enough that I get to, like, sleep at work pretty much. It kind of helps out. That really is a big part in how I can manage everything because I manage a smoke shop. Mm. 
kind of runs itself. Easy to right. <laughs> my boss doesn't fucking hear this podcast. It's not gonna wanna. We'll send it right to him. It's okay. But no, I just kind of yeah do that at work. So by the time I get off work, and I get to play make make music at work, like there's nothing else really to do mm. physically. They're just making music. Get off work and go play the music I made at work for people. That's it's like a perfect though. cycle. It's yeah, it's like a perfect cycle. We're like, I don't technically need the day job anymore, thankfully, financially speaking. But again, like I said, this is like unstable. It's fun now, but who's to say? Right. I put all my eggs in one basket. Stupid, especially for me since I don't really actually work. Like, I was dumb to quit. Like, we're not so far removed from COVID either, so exactly. where it's like. Speaking of which, dude, I actually forgot that that was a thing until, <laughs> until, dude, check this the fuck out. So I was going to back to back with girl DJ called La Spooky. Fantastic. I was super excited about it until she was like, dude, I tested positive for COVID. I was like, still a thing. And I felt so <laughs> stupid saying that, but I genuinely was like, I truly forgot that that was actually a thing. And I was like, shit, like, should I be careful? Because I... Oh, all the time. I, I will I say was, I have heard that it's going around right now, but I, we don't want to talk about that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah, that is crazy though. But yeah, to quit your day job at this point, it's like I keep something that's at least stable and consistent. Yeah, but I mean, and then still, I'm I'm getting the money over here. I'll just have both going. Because I, I never used or like the goal was to never use music money to pay the bills, right? And I still don't. So I have that going for my day job though. Eight hours and it's perfect because the only thing I can do in those eight hours is just fuck off and right all the way. So I can I get to be productive. I mean, I take little naps, but also I can't just... If I'm at home and equip my job, the eight hours, I'm going to tell myself I'm going to do certain things. Guess what? I'm not. All I'm going to do is smoke and go the fuck to sleep yeah. all the time. So, no, I already know how it's going to go. So I keep that as a balance. Salsa and So I know how wild this nightlife can get. Truly, I do know that. I thankfully don't drink, which is probably a big part of how I get to... Because I never fucking wake up hungry. You have control over those people. I can I continue to do this without just like like I said hang, hang hungover is like a big thing with like alcohol plays a big part in making people get you know overwhelmed or like burn out fast. I really just am stony baloney all the time <laughs> usually, and that's all you need that and music that's fun, that's the whole point right. Mm-hmm. I'm not out to get fucked up. I get fucked up because I'm out and then like you know, <laughs> it's one of those nights, one of those nights. But it's not again. I don't drink so. It's a different level of fucked different up. Different kind of it, fucked up. Different consequences. Different. Exactly. Yeah. I still am able to drive my fucking cell phone yeah. without any consequences and go the fuck to sleep With and just not, memory of what not wake up in a dumpster or do some dumb shit that I'm not supposed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, and beyond that, it, you kind of have to have a certain level of control if you want to exist in that life because you know how wild other people can get and you know that you don't have that much control. Sure, there's a security guard and a line of people between you and the wildest person at the bar, but they're still there. They can still get to you. Like, it's not like you're not impenetrable at that DJ station. You know what I mean? Uh, drunk people scare me, especially since I'm not drunk. So, like, no matter what kind of sauce I am, I'm never at the level of fucking <laughs> drunk person. Especially for angry drunk person. If the anger is directed to like, nothing I say or do will get to your head. So, I just try to avoid those situations. It's not worth it. I get that. Like, 
so high, I just don't give a shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Smart. Like, fuck off. I've tried to reason with an angry There's drunk person. Part. You cannot. I no, promise yeah. you. I've tried. <laughs> it's not possible. possible. You can't do it. You reach a point in the argument, you're like, you're not even going to remember this tomorrow. Why am I wasting my exactly. time? Exactly. I could just go have a actual conversation with somebody who's going to remember what I said. <laughs> right. And actually, maybe, you know, it's going to have like a educated, nice, pleasant conversation. Instead of like arguing with a goddamn fucking wall. wall. <laughs> yeah. No reason. So, uh, no reason. with, uh, Sazi and friends, like, what do you, like, do you have any, like, goals, like, you really see, like, taking that, like, you feel like you're gonna, you can start doing, like, lineups, putting like, more people on, or, like, started off as a joke, the whole Sazi thing, because we, we're best friends. Yeah. And, like, but we don't necessarily, we, we actually met, the way we met was on a lineup, this promoter has kind of put us together, we're, like, the polar opposite at artists, for some reason, I'm so glad he did, Landry, shout out to fucking Landry, he put us on the lineup, he's like, y'all, a good backstory. I was like, sure. It was the early days. Again, like back then, I was just like, yeah, do give me whatever. I was just like, slut for gigs, right? What gig like, was that? Know? What, what uh, event? That was a, it was actually a good one. It was a support for Jay Phelps. Dubstep. Mm. Yeah, it was a big show. So it was a, it was a big artist. So we were excited. Where was it at? It was a, at a warehouse and then it up, was, we was, moved to the church. Dude, I remember, mm. I think I remember that warehouse. He, he threw a couple. The events there before, yeah, I haven't seen anything there, but I remember him throwing a couple, like, back then. It was the one where it has, like, a pretty big parking lot and shit. Yeah, yeah, I had went to a couple. Damn, it's crazy how, like, when you look back at shit, you're like, dude, you remember that? Dude, last Fucking time, th- last year, around a little bit, around this time, still house parties on kitchen tables, and this time we're out here fucking fucking it. It's crazy to look back. I am always in awe, dude, because to me, this is, like, I was like, how are you so excited? You're not used to it? I'm like, we're never going to get used to it. So... I'm living a dream I never dreamt about because it was so far off reality that I was like, not even worth dreaming about. And then, not by plan, it's just kind of, I just went with the flow of life and we out here living a dream I never dreamt about. That makes sense. That is crazy. Like, it's so fucking weird how things happen. It kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's just like, you kind of, like, when you were, uh, when you got to be, B2B Floss, it's, it is insane that. It does take those moments of like, I didn't even know this was possible, but yeah, hell yeah, oh, let yeah. me do that shit. Dude, right? <laughs> I'm like a fan, bro. Like back, especially in the back of the base days, like Floss was one of the worst like people. I still love trap, and I kind of don't enjoy how less shows we get. Mm-hmm. But that was like a big deal, and I just that was the least thing I expected, but also so cool because to me it was like a sentimental thing where I'm like, this is cooler since I'm a house artist. But I, you know, but I still brought the vibe. Like I didn't. Just play like progressive sad shit at that show. No, yes, I opened with a house, but it was like a particular curated house for that specific set. Hell yeah! You know what I mean? I am good at what I do, which is why I continue doing it. I never said I'm not. Right. I I have a question. I was thinking is like since you have been over the past few years, kind of extending your reach in Houston. What would be probably like? Obviously, the best way to put this is like. Obviously, everything kind of runs because there are good things and bad things, and those things kind of coincide with each other. So, but if there were any one bad thing about the Houston scene that you could remove from the Houston scene, and any one good thing that you could import into the Houston scene that would improve it, Bigger, how about this? Yeah, what if you could improve? How about this? I would. I would like to shit on it. We don't shit on it. Yeah, I would. I was like, we could shit on it and then make it a little bit. If there's like one thing you would improve with like the scene, what what do you think? Like it overall, like it would be, like especially like something that maybe like would bring more people out or something that like you know you want maybe. 
more people dancing, you know, more people vibing, whatever the case may be. Because, you know, sometimes there's a lot of people that just show up for the fuck of it, for the party. Sometimes there's not enough people. Sometimes it's just, like, you don't even know why some of those people are there. Like, you don't <laughs> even know what the fuck is going on. Well, there's several layers to that, dude. Like, the people, what I've noticed, since I'm never drunk and I am just a very observant person, yeah. my favorite thing to do, and I'm also very socially shy, so I don't really talk to a lot of people unless I'm comfortable. So That's I'm usually... Me. But uh, I have the most fun into the corner where I'm just vibing with like one, two homies that I fuck with. That's exactly how I am, low key. And then that's why I, the best thing I enjoy about being DJ, the person that come with it, is going backstage. Not because it's cool or anything, but because I get like my little the isolation, the isolation home. where I can enjoy, just do me in that little little bubble of mine. I just wherever I want. Yeah, you know what I mean, that's nice. But yeah. since it's back there. Also, was fun doing that. The second favorite thing is people watching. <laughs> it's just like it's just hilarious. It's hilarious, bro. Drunk people doing drunk shit. It's just funny. Yeah, I'm not. It's no hit or anything. It's just it's comical. Yeah, that's true. From my perspective, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Especially if you're stoned as fuck. It's extra funny, bro. Like just seeing some like a drunk person's posture. <laughs> bro, just just like, how are you being stuff? supported right, right now? <laughs> the weight the distribution just... here is not adding up in my head. <laughs> All right, so what was the thing he would improve? I'm sorry, I just got. We got sidetracked. Side yeah. What would I improve? Um, yeah, yeah. I would say, ah, dude. Well, for one, stop competing within each other and so much competition. I've noticed that always. It's like cutthroat. Within, within on personal levels, within DJs, within artists, within clubs, within everything. But like I said, why? If we were in like a small country, small city, something where there's like a certain amount of people only like see their or type situation. Yeah. Like I said, bro, we'll run out of room before we run out of fucking people and we're doing this. Yeah. Point. That's true. I mean, with I've the always amount got, of- I've always seen more success when I just played along and See, yeah. the way that I've always seen it, like, just, like, when I throw stuff, it's not, also, it's not, like, because I'm, like, I want to throw the biggest fucking craziest. I'm, like, dude, I want to fucking vibe. I want to have, have a fun good with time. Your homies. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, just have fun with the homies. And it's just, like, curating that vibe. I feel like if you really go in with that mentality, dude, you're going to have a good, like, you're going to put something together that's good. You're going to have a good show. The performance is Nine times out of ten will probably be fucking great because they feel sick as fuck. Like, they're like, dude, this is fucking awesome. I'm having a good time. Crowd's fucking vibing because everyone's having a good time. So it just overall makes the, the experience better, you know? And I think you're right, though. A lot of people kind of going into it like, I've got to do this thing better, better. or I've got to, like... There's make no better, bro. That's exactly. what I keep saying. I'm like, I'm not better than anybody. Nobody's better than me, dude. We just have our pros, and there's things I'm good at only because I have more knowledge of it. And if you did, had the same knowledge, you'd be equally as good or better. Isn't it kind of sad that we see a lot of different fields like medical, law, uh, even sports where you can be a specialist in something, but they don't allow that same honor to musicians in the way that like, you know what I mean? Like if if you're a good musician, you're almost expected to be uh, across the board good. But like they in in the medical field, there are specialists in certain things like i i'm i'm just started working for a dental office about like three or four months ago so i just started learning about like endodontics orthodontics periodontics all these different like levels of shit and so like i work for a general dentist and so when we refer somebody out i'm like 
what is happening here? Like, I, I, thought, I thought you were you the doctor. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean? It's like, no, nah, this I'm person is like, specializes in this shit. But we don't know. No, we don't no. attribute that same honor to musicians. We don't see like this person is a specialist in this, so let's bring them in to do that. Yeah. It's almost like, but that's it is a though. Way, in a different it way. Is, way. That's what I was saying about, for example, Baja's curating the shows. Yes, they could put one person for all of them, and they'll probably do a good job, or vice versa. But they they choose the artists according to. They think that artist is. It's a techno show. Guy who's I could play techno good. Certain other people to do, job, but then there's that guy who's specialty. Yeah. Does, yeah. You know what I mean? And they deserve it because that's their thing. Mm-hmm. I have my thing. Everybody has their thing, and just like you know, you each, each do their own thing. You could be good at multiple things, but you can always have that one thing you prefer. You're just better at. Right. You know, you're always gonna be better at something more than the other. Yeah, I get that. You know, I guess what I'm trying to say is is that, like, I think within the music industry, it's seen that way, but from a voyeuristic view, it's not respected that way. Like, I feel like the f- the people that show up to the shows don't view you as a specialist whenever you're there, you know what I mean? That's kind of what I'm saying, is, is that's the, the part that, that that is distasteful in my mind, is, is that you do honor yourself in specializing in that and so much so there's a curator that thinks that you specializing in that would work well with their show but somebody walks in and it's like i don't know if i like like dmb it's like well then fuck Fuck you you, bitch that's why why i've curated my brand in a way that look i could play i've played and proved people i can successfully play a wide range so for me, I've kind of made that thing where I'm like, you don't know what's going to be. You don't know what I'm going to play. Only thing guaranteed that you know, it's going to be a good fucking time. So people can come in out because, and also, I just, a personal thing for me is working out, not saying it might work out for everybody. I'm not saying the other way is wrong either. This is just the thing that I do. I don't plan sets, as in, like, the only reason why I saw it, I never, I play an DJ ungodly amount. I understand. <laughs> Right, and I also understand oversaturation is a thing, and I also understand why it's a thing because oversaturation is basically boring, the repetitive, right? Yes. So what I did, I was like, look, since I'm doing it so much, I want to continue doing it so much. Boy, how do I not get boring? Never do the same thing twice. So every time, it's like, yes, it's me present, me behind the decks, but what you hear, it will be a different person every single fucking time, mm-hmm. and the way I continually do that. Never plan a set. Mm. I have a certain folder and a genre of like a vibe, but what order, what song I'm gonna play, I don't fucking know. I can't do it again if I wanted to. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And I download new songs every set. I could play four sets in a day and I'll still have four different new folders every time. That's just my thing. And as a producer, I contribute a lot more to it where I randomly make just all sorts of random edits that just, they're just mine. No, nobody else is playing. That's the new thing. Every time, like I said, it's me behind flesh. What you hear, the experience, different. I don't fucking know what's going to be. All I know, all you know, it's going to be a good time. Guaranteed. It has been. For two years, though, at least. People, that's what I've been, like, just consistently doing because it's fun. That's what I go for, fun. Right. I know I'm fun. I know y'all going to have fun. Let's all have fun together. Yeah, this is a question kind of for me, but, I'll, like, I, I'm curious point of view on it, too, is, but, like, with that being said, is, like, you see a lot of people bring out big artists. I feel like I've I've seen it a lot recently too. Is like some of these big artists get like put on uh bills, but like a lot of people aren't showing up. Do you think that's because like you feel like it's just like 
they know if they go, it's not going to be as good of a time. And like if they go to like, let's say that they go to what you're throwing, it's like they know it's going to be a good time. Some some people, I mean, I I have seen artists skip in Houston on their tour stops. And a stuff, lot. And I feel like a yes, lot. yeah. But the reasoning behind it is usually a speculation because there's a lot of factors that go into it. But it couldn't even be up to the artist and some. Could just be a financial thing. Could just be a convenience thing. Could just be an X number of fucking variables of why they didn't. Sometimes yes, it might just be because they don't like the vibes of the city. Might just be a personal thing. They don't like it doesn't mean it's bad. Somebody else might love it. That's type true. shit. You get what I mean? Yeah. I see a lot of artists come through. For example, I've been blessed enough to be in that personal space with the artist. But I can just ask him the experience firsthand. Well, I've not seen anybody have a bad time yet. I'm not gonna lie. At least not around me. I'm sure they do have bad experiences, but like from personal, I've not. Everything I've been around and like, they've been like, "Yo, y'all are fucking awesome. This is crazy." A lot of people are like, "Dude, we didn't expect this shit to be in like fucking Texas. What the fuck? Why is this so much fun?" And we're just like, "That's fucking sick." That's and it's awesome to hear because we're like, "Dude, fuck yeah, we're doing something right." Hell yeah! Because these international artists, they've been all over the world, and they're like, "Yo, y'all lit." They genuinely mean it because you can tell. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. No, I definitely feel you. Well, shit. I I don't know if you you you're good. <laughs> okay, I, was like, I don't know. If I'm free today, bro. Saturday, okay, Sunday, okay. I the amount of fucks I gave her at home. <laughs> I, I left those. Uh, something I was gonna ask is, is like, hmm, I'm trying to figure. I've been trying to figure out how to put this. When you were still living in Pakistan, did you ever have ideals of wanting to make music and be a musician? Dude, or was it something that you kind of gained when you came here? It's funny. I was just talking to her about this. Um, I didn't even think about it like that unless it started recently. It came back to me. But as a, like a ninth grader, the first experience, like I kind of always realized recently that I wanted to be cool so bad all my life, even as a kid. I just kind of forgot about it. You know, and like in ninth grade, I <laughs> did the stupidest, most embarrassing thing. Thank God it was no videos of it. If they are, please God burn them. Please tell me not. talent show. Yeah, it was talent no! show. Dude, <laughs> That's guess what I did in fucking Pakistan. In Pakistan, of all the places, bro. I always had that bug, I guess. So I've, I've loved Eminem. Even in back then, for some reason, Eminem made his way all the way fucking Came Pakistan. out with the Slim Shady at the so talent I, show. I rapped Mockingbird. No, oh, you I did not. To a bunch of Pakistani kids who barely knew English, <laughs> yet alone. Yet Bro. alone. The, the wise words of Mr. Marshall Mathers. But you crushed it, is what you're saying. Uh, not so much, because, like, again, I was also a little itty-bitty Pakistani kid <laughs> who, like, in my head, I was, fuck yeah, I was Eminem, but on the, what came out was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, uh, wait th- there was what? a video. Um, I hope not. I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think so, but I did it, though. Yeah. I'm proud of myself for going through hey, with yeah. it. I I didn't, mean, but I didn't give up, though. I, I did something more embarrassing the year after that. <laughs> so this rapping didn't work out. Uh, the year after that, the talent show, I decided, uh, as fucking, I'm gonna make fun of me for saying this, but at one point, I was, I don't know why, as a kid in Pakistan, really into high school music. Don't know what it was. But, specifically, into singing part. I'll jump in that, gr- on that grenade with you, brother. I had the fucking singing soundtrack. Part, it was not anything <laughs> else, really. It was like, so I decided to, I forgot the real name of the song. It was like, Bet On Me or something by Zach Efron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sang that one. At the talent out, show? Yeah, it turns out I'm not good at rap and also not the best at singing either. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it, though. Uh, I tried, though. A for effort, right? Yes, then A for effort. 
did a couple plays. I was decent-ish at acting, but also, like, I'm socially anxious. Like, I'll be cool until I'm not, and then it just all goes to sh- You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I guess I always wanted to be that person, but, like, DJing and this whole thing, this was, like, not ever, like, a thought in my It was just, like, a chance of leaving weight, literally. 2019, I went to a Chris Lake show. My first time going to a house show. First time going to a rave. First time taking acid all in one fucking night. Jeez. Talk about and a fucking uh, night. I remember, Chris dude, Lake, too, man. You know that motherfucker crushed dude, it. Dude, I remember I looked at my homie and I was like, yo, I, I want to be that guy. In <laughs> that moment, it's because like, I came here to find a purpose. The whole point was I was like, I want to find what I want to, not what I can do. This is the first thing ever in my life that I was like, Yo, this is what I want to do. I was like, I want to be that guy. In that moment, I bought Dex the fucking day. I just went full crackhead and locked my, would lock myself in fucking my room for hours, especially taking advantage of the whole COVID thing. I was at home, perfect prime opportunity. I just would crackhead out 12, 13, 14 hours just behind the desk by myself. For absolutely no fucking reason. I kept doing it like crackhead. I was really just enjoying it. It was like just a really fun hobby for me, but I don't want to do it for people. It was more for getting a little deeper. I've always had a clinical depression all my life. It was just something I learned to live with. Like nothing ever helped really. It would temporarily serve as a bandaid, but kind of cope with it. Hell, when I was just in that mute, I was not depressed. I was just like, dude, I'm not gonna stop doing. This. I kept doing. It. I was enjoying it. It kind of went hand in hand. And now. I cured it literally, not sad anymore, dude. Type shit, That's you know what I mean? Crazy. It's weird. Yeah. It's like it sounds super weird and spiritual, whatever the fuck, but it's true. Realistic, it's fucking true. And I feel like depression and anxiety, and it's very real. But also, I feel like sometimes in my situation, at least, maybe it was just in my head. I I think a better, better. way of saying that it's in your head is just saying that it's self inflicted, in the way that it's not necessarily in your head it's not a figment of your imagination it's there it's there i mean but you comes might back, be the person putting it there yes i feel like it's something that is serving better than a bandit that it takes away for the most part like come, i was sad last week but not anymore you know what i mean it just comes and goes but the amount of time that comes is just very seldom no fucking nice because nobody likes it. yeah no it could definitely and then music generally when people say heals it does in some situations it actually does i agree with that so I just, that's why initially just full send it so much because I was like, dude, like, every time I stop, I'm going to be setting it. I'm like, since everything kind of worked in my favor, as in I had plenty of time and opportunity to not stop, I just full send it as fuck. So if you do something enough again with the DJing part, I'll practice. Do it enough, of course I got good. Fuck, I did it an ungodly amount of time. I did it like a fucking crack, and my roommate was worried. He was like, do you even eat, bro? And I didn't. <laughs> that's, it was, I was just absorbed as fuck. But the good thing that came out of it is being, like, I just got really good at something. And I did the same thing with production. It's full scented as fuck. Yeah. Exact same method, exact same headspace. Lock myself in my room for hours on hours. And not leave until I figure that snare out, until I get it just right. I kept doing it like a crazy person. I can't do anything enough to get good at it. Here we are. And, and beyond here we are, here we go. You know, like. <laughs> it's Hopefully, like, man. Obviously, I would say that you should try to. The next step is maybe try to find yeah, a way to sleep it? with that drive, have that drive, okay. and also get a little bit more healthy on your sleep. But 
I'm but, trying, dude. But that yeah. would probably be the the next way because you have the drive, you have the capability, you have the wherewithal, you have the uh the path set and for- forward. It's just making sure you stay on it. Somebody <laughs> advised me recently, and this is like good advice that I took to heart. They were like, "Did the grind? Now you're thankfully blessed to be at a point where you don't have to grind as hard anymore. You don't yeah. have to. You do it because self, you have fun. You don't have to. You need to you used to have to to get to this point where you're at now, but now and it made sense. Now I should definitely. I'm trying. My goal is to like, if my goal was to be like just a local DJ and really good at it, I'll be plenty happy. No, this is my right. Opinion. Yeah, I don't. My goal, like when I would say, like I got what I wanted, the life I wanted, is if I'm successfully able to pull off being a touring artist where I'm touring because I love traveling. To be able to travel and get paid for it and also play music, bro, that's the perfect fucking life. That's the end goal. That's the light at the end of the tunnel. So that's that's for me. It's like I'm what I'm working toward. We'll just kind of see how that ends. So yeah. far, so good. Thankfully, I'm super blessed. So like that's why I love Houston, bro. It literally adopt. It's crazy. Yeah. I feel like people. It, weirdly yeah. enough, uh, I've noticed is like people who are born here, most oh, not like all. Some people like love Houston, but a lot of people who are born in the area just like ah. take it for granted. Yes. Yeah. But people who come into Houston from, like, out of the country or even, like, out of the state, they're like, dude, this fucking love Houston. Houston's sick as fuck. You know, people always say that. The weather uh, could be better. People, yeah. never, <laughs> people never get big or blow up in their city. Yeah, I've, true, I've heard that. But the way I see it, in my city, like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's that I was, like, born here, to, like, grow up here. <laughs> for me, the motivation is happening because I'm from here. Even if the stereotype, which is true, I've seen that happen a lot in situations where there's people from Houston that blew up other places. Yeah. Hey, so lose it. Yeah, it's because so many, so many people know. It's like I think it's one of those things. A lot of people know you. You know, when once so many people know you, it's like whatever. But you go somewhere else where no one knows you, and they see like the talent. They're like, for me, this was a place where nobody knew me. People know me now. Yeah. But like this is recent. This is all like within the last year, year and a half. Before this, I don't give a fuck. Well, it wasn't what I was doing. Right. That's fair. This is all, like, everything is very fresh, and I still haven't processed like I'm always in a... <laughs> so this is crazy. People are always like, why are you so happy? I'm like, how can I not be, bro? Have you seen the shit? Bro, wake <laughs> up. <laughs> like, like, bro, I say, I make a joke. I'm like, dude, this is a dream. Whoever the fuck wakes me up is catching hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be weird. like, you fucked up, son. What? <laughs> Crazy thing, dude. Let me be. Even two years ago, when you played that pool party, bro, I thought your set was fucking like. Thank you. I thought I it was solid as fuck. Even even then, I was like, dude, I, this guy's fucking killing it. You told me that it's just like small things like that kept me going and motivated. I was like, you know what? I still don't see it to be honest. I'm just like in my head. I'm like, dude, I'm just kind of just here existing. But all these people can't be wrong collectively. <laughs> right. It, nah, exactly. That, that, that's that's the way it gives me confidence because like I, all this confidence is also very fresh. I'm not used. to the person that I'm very like, <laughs> like it's like this like newfound confidence. Thankfully, fucking finally, as fuck, it's earned, man. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I mean, as you should though. Yeah, asked me on the podcast last year. We'd be very boring. I was just <laughs> awkward all at once. I I, I actually like, of all people I actually heard Bert Kreischer talking about it recently where he was saying is is like for so long I was trying to be funny or trying to be this and trying to be that it wasn't until that I delved into the person that I actually was where I started to find the success that I actually exactly because I used to never be comfortable with myself because I 
society solved out all sorts of fucking shit. Until recently, like I said, it just is the people. Thankfully for people, and that's why I love everybody who supported or part in this whole process so so much. Cause because of them is why I got over a lot of personal. Shit. Because I just looked at it from I was like, all these people. Why would they collectively lie to me? Gain nothing. Right. What I mean? No, hundred percent. They don't know me. Some people, most of these people, don't even know my real name. Even why? Why are they supporting me solely based off of the fact that I'm doing fucking right? I think the the idea is, is even if a, if a I'm sorry, even if a percentage of them are lying to you, even if a percentage of them are saying it just to be nice or whatever, there's still that percentage that of people that, that are moved by something. Like you a large amount of people. I'm like, it's it's just impossible. It's right. Just, you know, I have to accept it, even if I don't see it. it just it's in front of me. The I cannot not accept it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a. I didn't understand what that meant until like I get in. That. Isn't it crazy though? It's always the people like who work the hardest to get somewhere. They're like, dude, I just don't get it, right? And everyone's like, dude, how the fuck do you not get it? And but it's the people who really haven't done shit. They're like, dude, I deserve this. <laughs> yeah. I, I fucking always like, like, do. What the fuck? I'll be I'll be saying shit online, but it's really because I'm saying shit in person, dude. I've spent my entire <laughs> life quiet, not saying anything, not having an opinion. Just an entire different personality and person than I am right. On you, so again, this now I'm talking and I'm like saying shit. I'm just saying like 24 fucking years, 25 years worth of it everywhere. <laughs> Usually, most of it comes out on Facebook. Unfortunately, it gets me in trouble. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> this shit's you're funny. catching up for lost time. But I learned my lesson. Uh, somebody I respect told me. Uh, he was like, when he told me, he was like, "Hey, I think it's shut the fuck actually." He was like, "I still think you're funny," but he was like, "I can see how this will one day." It, he was like, just not good, not worth it. Coming from him and the fact that he said something, I was like, fuck up. That was some advice, so I did. Proud of myself for it. Yeah, I got one of those from good. last week, actually. I've been good. <laughs> it's not that I even talk shit. I was just, I get bored. Hey, it's, I thought it was funny, too. I'm not gonna, funny. I, thought they were, funny. I thought they were funny, but I could also see where that person it's, it's was. It's love some people, yeah, yeah. Some people don't is. take to it. It just splits the crowd every time. There's, like, no middle ground. People either, like, fuck that dude. People are like, ha-ha. And then it's also, like, when you have to work with other people. Also, if you know me story. personally, you'll see the humor in it every time. Because, like, if you hang out with me for five minutes, you'll see that I'm not the person that I am on Really on Facebook. Only because fucking Facebook. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's like, how he feels. It's, exactly it's like Twitter, mean. Facebook. That's what it's exactly for, how bro. I feel. That's how he feels. <laughs> but like sometimes I, I do don't have to judge tell me him. off of shit. Yeah. I'm like, Daniel, I I feel like I I have a, a certain level of a filter, but Daniel's my real filter. If I say <laughs> some shit that I shouldn't say, he's like, bro, that's, that's not Aussie cool. for me, bro. Yeah. And like my other homies were like, I'm so lucky that I have a bunch of good people and my friends that care about me genuinely. That they act kind of like my in a way my manager that. When I, I do this a lot, I had delete stories because other people told me and make me see how I posting stuff or saying stuff like that. I didn't see it. I'm a believer. Yep. But there's times where like, I feel like if left alone, I will cancel myself like tomorrow. Oh, bro. That's, oh, that's exactly <laughs> who I am. <laughs> not, I because, not because I'm a bad person or I say fucked up shit. Just because, for one, I suck at wording stuff the correct way where like good things sometimes come off wrong because of how I word it. In my defense, I'm a first line. Sometimes <laughs> I don't that, get that, that defense. Sometimes <laughs> that, that, that happens. And then also, sometimes I just don't see it from other people's perspective where, like, I'm not wrong, but also they're not either. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm allowed to have an opinion, thing, but yeah. they are too, you know? Yeah. Like, like they're allowed to feel it, like, however they want. You but gotta also, balance out if it's 
funny enough to be worth the drama you're about to cause, or if the drama outweighs the funny. It's like if the drama outweighs the funny, shut the fuck up. That's, that's right that's now. That's I'm fair, I'm yeah. I'm shutting the fuck up regardless. I'm just like I don't want that smoke. <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah. But no, just, I, I do get what you're saying because that's how that's how I feel a lot of times. It's like, well, my perspective offends you, and that's okay because I don't know you. <laughs> that, that, to me, but like I get from the other perspective, it's like, no, that's not okay because we have a podcast and we're trying to get it off the ground. This <laughs> is like, fuck. But no, no, I'm right there with you because it's like the people that don't know you and they always want to have an opinion I mean, about controversy whatever. Controversy always, like, like I said, all publicity kind of good publicity. True. To be honest. These days, fuck yeah, dude. True. Just so look, the way my mindset was, the reason why I started during the pot, it became fun, but initially there was a game plan. The reason why nobody knew me, I was like, look, I'm confident in my music. Now I have that out there. There's a link right there. The goal is to how to make these fuckers that don't know about me click on it. I'm mm. confident once they click on it, they'll stay. The goal is to get them to click on it. How do you do that? S nicely, sure, it works. You know what works more? They can be like, who the fuck is he? And click on it out of curiosity. Why the fuck I'm talking so much shit? I'm confident once you click on it, whatever your motivation behind the click might be, once you're there, you're going to change your mind. Multi-level about it. marketing, it baby. Worked. Let's go home. It worked. It got me to where I am. I just kind of didn't stop when I should have. I kind of kept going because it got fun. So all this shit is working. I'm just going to keep stirring the occasional pot because, again, I'm still confident my music just got better with time. Theoretically so speaking, like, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like, and again, shit that I say is not hating or anything bad. It's just controversial opinions, which are really not, if you think about it, I'm not wrong or so aren't you either. One of those opinions. Right. And it's really the purpose, again, my perspective, I've never really said this, but it really is, my goal, that was my goal. As some people might see it as a fucked up method or whatever, it worked for me. Hey, look, what's, what's it called? McDonald's, McDonald's fucking, fucking got a fucked up method of their marketing shit, so it works for them too. What the fuck? <laughs> to, each, to, each, to each their own, dude. Like, that's what, that's but that's what I'm saying is, is like, the people that are going to say that's fucked up are the people that don't give a fuck. They're it's like, I don't care whether you succeed or fail. I just think that I should have an opinion about this. All right, All right how about how you about shut the fuck up? up? I have a business to run, ma'am. People, people, people get upset so fast, they don't even look at what you're saying. For example, it happens a lot. Always are like, not the best in Houston. I'm like, I never once in my entire life said the You know what I said? I'm the favorite because I am. Hey man. Hey. Am I? I'm literally the. I play the most shows at the house DJ. I'm the only one who plays that. literally everywhere in Houston. It's just I'm not bragging. That's just facts. I right. work for it. I would agree with that. They need. You know what I mean? So again, I'm never still not saying I'm the best. I know people, my friends that are better than me. I tell them they're better than me. I'm just the favorite because like whatever the reason, it's just you know, I'm fun. Yeah. I have it, a good vibe. Whatever. Like there's several reasons for that. But again, never said I'm the best. People always get mad. They're like, you're not the best. I'm like, dude. Even if you did claim to be the best, that's still... It, Nobody's we, ever the best, we're That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Is we're still, like, disregarding the fact that music is subjective. Like, I might be, <laughs> you might be the best to me, right. but he might hate you. Right. right. Get what I that's mean? What I'm Nobody's really the best, yeah, so I'm never going to say that. Exactly. That's kind of what... I mean, the, the, the easy conversation is, is, like, with Drake. It's like, there's a lot of people that, are, that think Drake d makes very, like, simple music, but there's 
Just I as many fucking people that will say Drake makes bangs. They survive. So, so like, like, but I'm not saying I'm he's saying. not. What I'm saying is, is that like that, that conversation comes up a lot. It's like maybe Drake. Every time Drake drops, it's it's gonna go platinum because just because of his name. It's like yeah, but yeah, but, but he earned that. It's for a reason. So, like, you know what I mean? Like I said, like I said, he's yes, all that true. But also, all these people, are you saying all these collective seven that they're just dumb as fuck? They're just right. sheep. No, they're not NPCs. But, like, there's a reason why he's doing the things he's doing because there's, if even if you don't see it, there's still reasons why he deserves it. Right. But nothing in life is handed to you, dog. Correct. And in one and way or another, like, you gotta work for this shit, like especially on that you, level. It goes back to something you touched on earlier where you were saying it's just like, even if you have this opinion that it's bad, it's like, it sucks that you have that opinion, but he is selling out arenas across the world. Exactly. So, you don't like it. You <laughs> that's one opinion to Millions okay. of you opinions. You might find several thousand people who agree with you, but you will also find everything has an equal and opposite reaction. Yes. For every person who hates you, are gonna find two motherfuckers that like it exactly. too. Exactly. It's all subjective, especially with art, dude. It's just your opinion and my opinion, just taste. I think with the age of the internet, though, we kind of have, like you were saying earlier, it's like you kind of focus on that one motherfucker at the show who's not having a good time. It's like the age of the internet is like we have only bombardments of negative comments. You don't, don't see too much positivity on the internet, even though everyone wants to think like that they're super positive minded. It's not, they, they're not putting too much positivity it's, out. Like when you're faking the positivity, yeah. oh, yeah. you can feel it. It's just, you know what I mean? Unless you're just super like, Socially, this is like, or not even socially anything, just oblivious. I wonder general. if that's, that's what, what it is. Is is it harder, harder to post something positive because it's harder to genuinely capture something positive? It's, it's easy, easy to, to, capture to capture some negative, negative shit. Yeah, it's easy, easy to find a fight or a cop or somebody fight. doing some shit that you don't, don't want to see. It's, it's hard, hard to find that shit that you do want to see. It's hard, hard to, to find, find people supporting each other. It's hard, hard to, find to find businesses getting that shout out and shit like that. Like You don't see that no, all the time. I think it's more so like people just want to be right. Because you got to think, there's like when you see something positive, you're like, oh, cool, good for you. But when right. someone sees some shit that's like bad, like, I, I have, have to say something. <laughs> but I need it depends to on what you're doing, though. Because like, for everything that I've said that's just like been hot-story, I also, just like I said, give credit where it's due. People... <laughs> Do something for me, or if I see somebody that deserves a shout out, I'm always the first one to be like, "Hey, that guy fucks." You know what I mean? Fucks. Like, if you impress me, if I go to a random send you killed it, I'll make a post about it. Give you a shout out. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Type shit. And if you suck, also double-edged sword. <laughs> you're like, wasn't great. Sorry, like not even yeah. be a dick, but I'm just an honest person, right? Yeah. Genuinely, I've I I've recently the biggest thing I learned when I came to America is I was just like, dude, honesty is genuinely true, always the best policy. Because like, even though it ends up in sometimes you know ending me in awkward situations or just weird confrontations or whatever, it's just always better to just get it out over it with honesty. Then you have nothing to worry to hide. If you're literally face value. That is also double edged sword because then there's people who can't take it. They think you're an asshole. No, you're just honest. You know what I mean? If you think I'm an asshole, I'm just reflecting the honest truth. That means that you're not doing something right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean. To say if you think I'm an asshole because I say you suck. If you were good, I'll also tell you were good. That it kind of just means that you just have to work on something. But then also, also take, take that, that at, you know, at, it shouldn't always be like a, if but you I'm say you suck, suck, you shouldn't just take it as like. It's just a way. Yeah, there's no stress. It's the it's the way you it's the way you put it. Of course, I'm not gonna just flat out tell somebody be like, "Hey, dog, you suck." No, unless I have something prior. Like, there's a reason why I said that. Yeah, but then there's also like, so if you did tell them they suck, they shouldn't just be like, "Oh, like, 
I suck. That's this, and like that's the only opinions. Like you, sh they should probably be like, okay, ma is there something I, do, exactly. you know, is there something that maybe I could, pro yeah, progress on? Bro, I wasn't so, always good. Even in the pool party, I think I was terrible back then, to be honest. And then I would just like every time somebody would say I suck, I expected that, but instead of getting mad, I was like, what's sucky about me? That's the you know thing. what do you what do you not like? And they would tell me, and if it makes sense to me, I'm like, huh, you're, that is kind of sucky about me. I'll fix it. I kept fixing everything that people thought I was suck. So guess what? Now nobody thinks I suck anymore. And beyond that, it's it's like and whenever, still, if somebody's like whenever you suck, someone I'll be doesn't like, have constructive criticism, you can throw their opinion right out the window. It's like, oh, you don't even know why I, I, suck. I suck. You just think I suck. And I'm not I'm trying to dismiss your subjective perspective. But I am not going to care about what you say because exactly. you don't even have a reasoning If it doesn't it. make sense, it's like I'm always open for educated argument. But I'm like, okay, cool. If you have a certain opinion about something and I disagree, I'm not going to be like, nah, fuck you. You're wrong. I'm like, nah, why, you, why do you think the way you think? Enlighten me. I think people you know see I mean? that as – I think people see that as like apprehensive. But I don't – I personally I don't understand what's wrong with like the, the picture of the dude sitting outside the college where, with the table. He said, I, this is what I think, think. – Prove me wrong. What's wrong with that? Change my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. What's wrong with that? The thing is, it's, it's how I feel. Change my mind. It's you wrong. trying to talk about it or not? It's wrong if you say that and then you like stick to what you believe in regardless of the other person right or wrong. That's wrong. But when I say enlighten me, if you are indeed correct and it made sense to me, I will agree with you. Right. I'll be like, you know what? I was wrong. My bad, dog. You have to be willing to but, I learned yeah. something new. But if also I'm like, that's stupid, and you're just saying some dumb shit, then it's like... <laughs> Double-edged double sword. Because, yeah, yeah. see, like, they will think I'm a great person if I agree with them, if they're right. But also, they will not like me so much if I'm like, nah, that made no sense. You're dumb as fuck. You get what I mean? Double, Honestly, double-edged sword. Yeah. But I learned to live with it. It makes my fucking life easier. That's all you, I really care yeah, about. Yeah, face like, value, because at that point, like, no one can say, nah, he's bullshit. Like, nah, that's just... I never bullshit. He, he's giving you what it is. <laughs> he's leaving it all out on the table. If you really think that. about it, you agree with me. Right. Exactly. If I'm not 100% sure I'm right, I won't say it. I wouldn't. And then the <laughs> thing is, like, at that point... No, the thing is, I wouldn't know, but, like, what I was going to say is that... I would. No, I would. I'll say it right now. At that point, at least you know what you're getting. You know, it's like if, like... you. You know someone's going to say it, what's on their mind. At that point, you don't have to question how they feel. You're like, okay. Well, I mean, he meant it. You know, at least he means what he says. I can't, you know, fuck it. He liked it. Now I know he really means it. But also, if he doesn't like it, I'm going to have to be ready for a shit sandwich. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think that what I've what I've taken away from today is, is that you, you, you've, Oh, my fault. Uh, I was gonna say what I take away for today is is that you you got your head on your shoulders, brother. You you seem to know not just like what you're doing, where you want to be do, where you want to be going, what you want to be doing, and to build that over the past what like six years. You say you say 2017. So like uh, build that over the set past this six years. DJing part is almost not even three. But right. Nearing on three years. But, but what I was going to say is just like building it from like your experience of just moving here. Really like you said, it. like off the dick, dude. not having nobody I here. Feel like, like, I feel like I've been here all my life, but I'm really like, I look back, I'm like, dude, I was just in Pakistan. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? But that's, but that's what I'm saying. I, I think there is some power to that because it, there is a lot of a lot of people who feel lost. Manifestation, and bro. I believe it. I did not used to believe it. And I always thought it was like, I truly just envisioned it, and everything I did, I'm living it, and it's just fucking weird, dude. I'm like, this is crazy. I just thought about it. It kind of happened. It's like, like, that was like, 
Bet. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that. I got you, <laughs> And it's like, poof. I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. But, like, I worked for it, but also just, like, I genuinely did envision a lot of things that I've done and doing and something that I just didn't envision because I didn't think it was possible. And it just happened. I'm just like, what? I'm always just in a state of awe. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Yeah. Every time. I was like that yesterday, dude. <laughs> just like, holy oh, shit. Really, I was, I was my, just in Pakistan. I was playing my fucking songs for chapter and verse, and he was like fucking with it. And then, face fairly in front of those people, talking to him, I was like, very like, you know, put together. And then the moment I turned around, all that went away, and I looked at her, and I was like, fuck. It just instantly, just like the freak out part came up for a second. And then I just kept my face that way while I composed myself, and I turned back, and I was like, all right, back to being tossed. Like, We're you know good. What I mean? yeah, I was so just like, I still get the small moments <laughs> of like extreme excitement or overwhelm, or like just like, yo, this is not just happening. Even though it's happened several times, that should be used, we're never going to be. Every time it's just equally as fun and exciting. Like, yo, this is crazy. Like, you know, all these people, I'm just like, dude, y'all famous. I'm just. I'm I was just in Pakistan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, this is crazy, bro. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> so wild. Well, other than that, Sasa, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Course, dude, brother. thank you for having This is my uh, first podcast. I've always wanted to do a podcast. But, like, I was never confident enough to actually do one until y'all caught me at the right time. Like I said, in my newfound confidence, putting it to bed. And, and <laughs> I wanted to uh, get the people to know who you are. So throw out your socials. Let them know about the album that just released on the 11th. The single. Single, the single that just released on the 11th. I am stupid. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you have any shows coming up, uh, t- I mean, Sazi and friends, just put it all out there, man. Oh, Anything man. you want to well, fucking promote. I, say, I appreciate y'all about. very much for having me. This has been a fun, fun experience. Y'all super chill vibes, great conversation. Appreciate you. And y'all can catch me on Instagram mainly. Awesome music, two C's. Awesome music with two C's. No underscore so, anything. No They're just straight essay. Let me double check. I'm I'm high, dude. I don't know what the fuck. No, yeah. I, I appreciate you for coming. I don't want to. I don't want to send all these people. Also, that's salsa. S a s a, motherfuckers. There's no salsa. Yeah, it's not salsa. I'm not Mexican. I'm from Pakistan. That's not obvious enough. You racist motherfuckers. Yeah, it's salsa. No underscore, but so s a s a m u s i c. Salsa music with two C's. And I just got a single that came out on. That's a Sawyer's label, Pantera. Y'all should go check it out. It's called Rolls On. The link is in bio. What else? Um, I have the release party for that set single tomorrow at Bauhaus. Headlining Monday. I'll be playing 12 to 2. And it's a free event. The RSP, RSVP link will that also be in the stories. I'll be there. On Instagram. You're going? I'll be there. I'll, fuck it. I'm y'all I'll be there. definitely, definitely going to check it out. Tomorrow? Y'all ever supported me? This is the one y'all show support. Honestly, nobody's ever thrown me shit all my life. So Fuck yeah, super, dude. Super appreciate Hamza and Bauhaus for kind of just surprising me with all the yo. I used to dream about playing Bauhaus once, and now they're telling me within a year. This is just why. You know what I mean? From my perspective, I'm just like, this is how the fuck. Living out your dreams, dude. How the fuck. But that's what I'm telling people, dude. Anybody who ever feels like they can't do it, look at me. I'm a walking, talking example of, dude, you never fucking know. You literally never fucking know. I haven't even done anything, but, like, from my perspective, I've done way too much already. That's Everything what, at this point is just a bonus. That's what I'm saying. You shouldn't dismiss what you've done by thinking that you haven't gotten there yet. Like in my head, dude, I was just never, like, supposed to. You mm. know what I mean? Like, that was where I was at, and then everything was just kind of, like, not this fast. Like, I'm so ahead of my own five-year plan escape. 
crazy. Dude. <laughs> I don't even know what to plan for anymore. I'm like, dude, this is cra- if this is how it's going, dude, I won't even need five years to get what I'm trying to get. But I mean, all you know that I mean? Does hopefully it works all out that way. It shows you how capable you are to dream bigger. I appreciate bigger. that. I appreciate that. And it just it does require hard work and dedication. Like I just all that fuck part of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it it has its pros and cons. Um, personal life, all sorts of shit. People can't keep up with this lifestyle, and I get it. I understand. I have a purpose to be like this. You get know what I mean? Like every time yeah. I go party, it's partying, but my job is to party. I'm just. You know what I mean? Like every no, time I, me. I know that every time I'm like on a bender. I return after the bender with more money in my pocket than I left the bender. You know, started the bender. <laughs> so for me, it's a purpose, so I can justify doing it. So like, it's as much as it sucks. I see how people can't keep up. Like, hopefully, maybe somebody one day will. Till then, we out here. We out, out here. <laughs> uh, yeah, once go. again, appreciate you for coming on, Sasa. Thank uh, you for having me. It was me, fucking great time. Awesome time. I loved it. I loved it. Absolutely. Uh, if people are local artists and would like to get on the lineup over at Star, uh, what was it, Starline? Starline, yeah. Starline, how can they reach out to you? Absolutely, just shoot me a DM. I am super ADHD, and I super (laughs) forget. It's never on purpose, I swear to God. Don't be shy of DMing me a few times, I promise, and actually encourage it, because, like, otherwise... I just, it's nothing personal. You might I not truly, see that shit. Yeah, I truly just forget, <laughs> to be honest. And one of those, unfortunately. Perfect. But yeah, and if anybody wants to do that, just uh, DM me. If I don't respond, just like fucking tag me in a comment or something. I generally don't mind. It's so hard to offend. It's almost impossible. Like I said, <laughs> amounts of fucks, usually just at home. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm really open to like checking everybody out. Um, Just, you know, shoot me a DM and then next we'll go from there. Fuck pretty yeah, much. Dude. Um, eventually get everybody a chance. Fuck yeah, dude. You know, it's all about putting people on. Somebody gave me a chance, so I'm back. Sure, we'll Got work to. together in the future again, too, man. Love to, man. You already know. Gotta do pool party 2.0. Oh, oh, dude, no. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already trying to do another fucking pool party, bro. I, I'm it looking was forward fucking to fun. it. It's gonna be more fun now because of like, how far we've all come. Then. Exactly, dude. This shit will probably that be. was like the starting day. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah that's, that's what it. I'm saying, shit. And that shit was still pretty solid. Very proud of how all of us have all kind of much love, dude. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Once again, check Sasa out, Sasa Music. That's S A S A M U S I C C on Instagram. Just dropped the single on pa- Pantera, right? Pantera. No, it's Pantera. Damn it. Yeah, I, he just I, dropped the single Rolls On. Uh, <laughs> super sick. Check I'm that pretty out. Pretty sure. Look, if Steven sees this and we're wrong, he'll correct yeah, so it. Sorry, Steven. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> sorry, Steven, if you butchered it. I apologize. Link is in this bio. Check all that stuff up. Sazi and Friends, man. He's, he's doing stuff at Star Lane. Check all that shit out as well. Uh, it's always going to be a fucking good time. A great party. Appreciate you guys. I hope I see you guys tomorrow at Bauhaus. No, I'll come through for sure. We Catch you guys, you guys next week. Stay tuned. We got a... Fucking year full of guests. This is another beautiful one that has joined the podcast. Definitely would love to have you back on. I would love to be back. Um, but this has been fine and dandy. Y'all you gotta come week. back as Saucy next. <laughs> <laughs>
It's Ozzy next oh, time. Oh, no, we'll get, no, we got you. We got you. You, you guys would love Ozzy. We'll if you do this was fun, bro, me and him, well, we're menace together. Bro, it's gonna be fuck yeah, we'll do both. We can bring we can bring Ozzy on too. We can definitely do both. Would he be super Would he be down? Would he be down? Oh, absolutely. Especially after he sees this. This has been super great. Oh, fuck yeah. Done deal then. We'll definitely get both of you out. Hell yeah. Yeah, we'll figure that out. All right, you guys heard it here first. Ozzy's next episode. Well, not the next episode. Next time you're back on, we'll have Ozzy on. Y'all guys take care. We'll catch you next week.